Welcome back to The Cycle, episode 10. I'm one of your co-hosts, Simon Villanos. And I'm Jesse Booten. And you know what? We're going to talk about college football to start off this episode. So, we took a week off. You know, it was just a little break. We had some stuff going on. But now we're back. We got two weeks of college football to talk about. Not a lot happened, but Jesse, why don't you give us the quick rundown of uh, some of the teams that played over this past weekend and the previous week? Okay, so yeah, Simon, we have, uh, first of all, we have Georgia and Florida played this last weekend, and this was kind of, you could say, the battle to uh, win the SEC East. Yeah. Uh, the winner of this was probably going to be in the driver's seat for winning the conference, or that side of the conference, and going to the conference championship. And uh, if you didn't hear, Georgia won. They beat Florida. Barely, barely. 24-17. It was a good game. Yeah. Um, Jake Fromm played pretty well. Uh, he had two t- two passing touchdowns. Kyle Trask played pretty well, too. Florida's quarterback. He threw yeah. two touchdowns as well. But I think it just came down to uh, Georgia being better. I think Georgia's better than Florida. So. That's fair. Yeah. Georgia, you know, they keep their college football playoff hopes alive for now. At least with that win, so that's a good one. Yeah, so they're still in it. Also, we got two weeks ago, uh, Kansas State beating Oklahoma. Ooh, yeah. All right, so what do you think about that, Jesse? Initial thoughts? Um, Initial thoughts, I think it was... I mean, it's college football, Simon, so... Yeah. Anything can happen any week in college football, and I think it was just one of those crazy weeks where Oklahoma lost. I don't think it's that Kansas State is good. I think just Oklahoma lost. That's fair. Kansas State, they've, they've low-key been all right, though. They're, uh, yeah, if they're you didn't right. know this... Their new head coach, he was the old head coach over at North Dakota State. Of course, they won like three or four national championships over there with, uh, you know, uh, Carson Wentz and a couple other people as well. So, he's a good coach. He's, he's you know, he's slowly getting Kansas State to be competitive again, so that's good. But So, with Oklahoma, they this was a big loss because if you, if you didn't hear either, Texas lost as well. So, right now, in terms of, like, teams that are ranked in the top 25 in the Big 12, there really aren't that many. So where, where would you put Oklahoma's chances of making it back in? Um, I mean, they still have, obviously still have a chance, but I would say, um, I know later in the show we're going to go, we're going to go ahead and talk, tell our uh, two teams that we think that aren't in the top four yet that could get in. Yeah. And I think Oklahoma sits on that third spot. Um, potentially, so yeah. Potentially that we could have... Two teams, maybe the fourth, maybe at like four teams that don't make it. Um, like we have our two, but then there'll be two more outside of those two. Yeah. So there's like the you know you have the first two out and then the next two out. I think they could be in that next two out spot. Okay, that's fair. Um, just, yeah, again, because they just don't have, they don't play the schedule enough to get back in. Yeah. Like Georgia still has a chance because they play good teams to get back in. Mm-hmm. Whereas Oklahoma, especially with Texas not being that great. Um, really the only good team they're going to play left is Baylor, but I still think Baylor's going to lose a few games. I don't think they're going to be undefeated in a few uh, in a few weeks. That's fair. That's fair, yeah. Baylor is the best team. They are undefeated. Um, there's, you know, there's an opportunity for Baylor to move up, but that's very unlikely. We'll have to see how a lot of things turn out because... Uh, Baylor's, play... yeah, Baylor's about to go through a pretty tough stretch here. They yeah. play TCU at TCU, then they play Texas and Oklahoma three games in a row. So. Yep. We'll, actually, we'll see if they're really made up in this next three-week game stretch. Yeah, if they come out of it, you know, unscathed, that's that's very impressive. If they make it, yeah, if they go undefeated you know. in that in that gauntlet and they beat Texas and Oklahoma, then I could maybe consider maybe they are going to be in the playoff. Yeah. But until I see that, I would don't think they're going to be in the playoff. That's fair. That's very fair. Yeah. And then speaking of losses, so Alabama didn't necessarily lose, 
but they did lose to a Tagovailoa for a couple weeks. They didn't play him against Tennessee, and then obviously they had to buy this past week uh, weekend. And you know he's coming off this ankle injury. He it was it's a very similar situation to something that happened last year, but it was the opposite ankle. He still came back. He still played well and whatnot. But right now we're looking. I'm, I assume Tua is going to play against against LSU, which is coming up this coming weekend. Yes, and that's going to be a big time game. Honestly, it might be one of the most important games of the season. You know, outside of the college football playoffs. Because both these teams are fighting for their playoff lives. Even if both of them win today, they still got, you know... Well, wait. Did LSU beat Auburn yet or no? LSU has not beaten Auburn yet. Right. I don't think so. so I think, actually, no, they did. Oh, they did? They did. They played last week, actually, I think. Okay. Well, still, though. Alabama would still have to play Auburn. That's not a given. And then they'd have to play whoever in the SEC Championship, which will probably be Georgia. And so that's that's still a gauntlet. But this, this would be a big win for both teams because... <laughs> Uh, a loss right here might might put them away potentially. It really would might put them away. So Jesse, first before we before we move on, who do you pick to win this game and why? I I think LSU is going to win. Yeah, I do. I think. Uh, is it going to be close? I think it'll be a very close game. Very close. Three 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 seven point game. Okay. Um, but I think LSU can win because I think Joe Burrow is just gonna. I mean, it's hard to say, and you like you wouldn't think this would happen, but I think Joe Burrow is gonna outplay Tua just because Tua is not full, uh, fully healthy. Yeah, that's fair. I, I could see that it. as well. I think that is the uh, the reason that LSU can and Joe Burrow can can get past this. And I think this game has such big implications because they are on the same side of the SEC. Yeah. Um, the winner of this grand, let's say, they don't lose any more games. This is the only game they lose. Whatever team loses this is not gonna go to the the conference championship. Probably not. So, like, this is really, this is, like, the championship for the college champ, or the SEC championship. That's fair, yeah. You know, so, this is, like, a miniature championship in itself. It is, it is. Is it, it's going to be in Tuscaloosa or Death it's Valley? In, it's in Tuscaloosa. Tuscaloosa, yeah, mm-hmm. that's a tough one. I might, I don't know. I think I'll have to go with Alabama for now. I heard, you know, these are obviously all rumors, but I heard two is doing better with this ankle injury than he did last year. And last year, he still played great coming off that ankle injury. So it, it sounds like he's going to be good to go. You did tell me that uh, LSU's star safety, Grant Delpit, might not play. And that might be a really big, big deal. Because, you know, you got guys like Jerry Judy, Henry Ruggs. You, you need, you know, you need everybody you can to help out with that. Because th- those two are a handful for sure. Both potential first-round picks, maybe even top 15 first-round picks. So we'll just we'll just have to see with that. But I think Alabama will slightly edge them out. But I'm not, you know, I could definitely see LSU winning. This is a the type of game that could go either way. Because Alabama's defense is a little suspect, but I think their offense is better than LSU's, you know, offense, but LSU's defense is better. So I don't know. I think this is a big time game though. We'll we'll just have to see. But I'm picking Alabama. Yeah, and I think another reason why I'm picking LSU is they've just played a better, I would say, a better schedule. That's so fair. Should, they've played teams that are harder and have given them games, and they're ready for this this situation and this level and stage. Uh, I don't think I don't think Alabama's ready for it yet. I don't know, like this would be the first time they see anything like this this year. I mean, their best their best wins against Texas A&M. Yeah. So. Alabama and Texas A&M's not that good. So. No, 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 no. Um, so I think and LSU, well, 
on the flip side, like LSU's already beaten Auburn and Florida. Yeah. Both big time, like they were all within the top ten matchups both times. So I think Oh yeah. I think LSU's seen it and they're ready for it. I think Alabama's gonna be a little bit shocked by it at the beginning. Yeah, I could see Alabama being shocked. We'll we'll see though, because I know they want obviously they want to make it back. They got embarrassed badly. That national championship was which was arguably, you know, their last really like challenging game, you know, so we'll, we'll have to see. It's it's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a great game for sure. I think it's gonna be a physical game. They're gonna go at it. You're gonna see some offensive fireworks for sure. I don't think it's gonna be like a, you know, a defensive type of game, but it's gonna be a good one. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that one. All right. So we talked about this earlier, but me and Jesse were both gonna pick two teams who are outside the top four, like right now, as of November third, that can make it back in in time for the college football playoffs. So for those that don't know, the four teams that are in right now, it and I don't know the order specifically. I got it. So LSU it. would be the number one seed. Yep. Alabama would be the number two seed. Yep. Ohio State would be the number three seed. Clemson would be the number four seed. Yep. So we're going to pick two teams that could potentially make it in by the end of this season. Uh, obviously, we just talked about Alabama, LSU. I mean, I think we're both assuming that one of those teams aren't going to make it. I don't think one. I think, yes, I think the, whoever wins this game, this weekend, again, while we're talking about it, it's such a big game, is going to yeah. win the conference championship and go to the playoffs. Yeah, so that's most, most likely. I think one will yeah. not make it. Yeah, most likely. But, you know, it's college football. You never know. Sometimes it just doesn't turn out that way. So, Jesse, why don't you give me one of your teams and then we'll just go back and forth. Okay, so I think my first team is I think I think two Big 10 teams could make could make it. Oh. I think so I think well I Ohio State should make it. Yeah. I, Justin Fields is is a monster and that Ohio State team I just don't know if anyone could beat them. Like as of right now I think they would be my favorite to win the national championship. Ohio State? Yes. Okay. Um, but I think Penn State could sneak in there. I think Penn State would take the spot of uh Probably Clemson. I don't think Clemson's gonna make it at four. Okay. Um, so I think I think Penn State takes the fourth seed away from Clemson, and two Big Ten teams make it. Yeah. Doesn't Penn State play Ohio State though? They do, but I still think I still think one of them would. Well, I think still think both of them can make it because I'm just not a believer in Clemson. Okay. What if Penn State beats Ohio State though? I mean, obviously they'd be in though, right? Oh, obviously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Clemson, you know, honestly. They are one bad loss away from just not making it because they don't have that strength of schedule either. No. I think it's their schedule is about as good as Oklahoma's. I also think so. that I also think that if if Clemson made it into the the uh, playoff, it would be a repeat of Notre Dame last year where they score three points and just get blown out, and it's not a competitive game. Yeah, that's fair. Because I think the other teams that would be in it are on just a different level this year. Yeah. No, it, I I believe that. That's that's a very fair. I think yeah, there there's a lot of talented teams. Clemson, you know, they lost they lost a lot of players. Like they're still undefeated, but it's it's just barely. And Trevor Lawrence hasn't been playing as well as everyone anticipated, which is bringing up some very interesting questions in itself. So we'll have to see. All right, one of the teams that I think could squeeze their way in still, despite having a loss, actually, is Georgia. So they got, we just talked about it, you know, they got a big win over Florida, right? That's that's a good one. That's a confidence booster for sure. But right now, Georgia, you know, they're they're kind of sitting pretty. <laughs> they, I don't think they have a very, you know, challenging or tough schedule until the SEC championship. 
which you know it's it's a good and bad thing but i think they're they're still alive right now their playoff hopes are still alive they just got to win these regular season games and then most likely they'll face either alabama or lsu in the sec championship and i think beating either one of those teams like that that could easily like propel them forward i could see them making the college football playoffs and you know possibly kicking out an Alabama or LSU just because Alabama or LSU I think they'll be you know rated the number one team whoever wins it from this point on so I think beating that one team would launch them in there and I think that's a very obvious choice they're not done yet they lost you know early enough in the season where they could still compile a couple wins and it, and that loss becomes slowly more forgettable but I think Georgia might make it in mm-hmm. I think the only way Georgia makes it in, I'll agree with you, is if they win the SEC championship. Yeah, that's think, the big I one. I think they will make it. They'll make it for sure. And if they win it, I think they're in. If they lose it, I think they're out. Yeah. That's really what it is. Oh, yeah. So they have they have another chance. And there's there's worse, you know, roads to take. Like, you could be an Alabama or LSU that mm-hmm. will have to play each other and then play whoever's, like, a Georgia next. You know, yeah. so Georgia, they just, they just got to, you know, take care of business. And, you know, when that time comes, you know, they got to step up to the occasion. So I think that's that's an obvious choice. Georgia could easily make it in, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, so what's uh, your last team for you? Uh, my second team, I have Oregon. I think Oregon can sneak in here. I mean, yeah. I know that the playoff committee likes to represent as many conferences. Like, instead of putting, like, two Big Ten teams and two SEC teams in, even if they have the same record, I think they would pick a one-loss Pac-12 champion over an SEC runner-up, right? So yep. I think I think Oregon makes it. Could speak in there. I think they're going to beat Utah in the um, Pac-12 championship, and I think Oregon could squeak in there. Oh yeah, I think so. They just they destroyed USC, who was like you know USC. They're not they're not that great this season, but they <laughs> they they potentially probably could have you know upset Oregon but yeah mm-hmm. Oregon destroyed them they put 52 points on them yeah i think Oregon could definitely sneak in i could see a scenario where you know Ohio State possibly loses right only one SEC team could make it in sorry guys we are watching the Broncos right now and Noah Fant just ran through everybody to the <laughs> end zone touchdown Broncos <laughs> Oh, that was a good little play right there, huh? Yeah, it was. All right, anyways, continue. So, <laughs> so Oregon beating USC. Yeah, so Oregon beat USC, beating Utah in the Pac-12 state champion or state championship conference championship. championship yeah. yeah, in the conference championship, that would be a that would be a pretty big deal. I think that would that might edge them into that fourth spot. Mm-hmm. There aren't a lot of teams that I could see making it in over them. You know, assuming. You know, there's there's a number of teams that will make in make it in with one loss because I think there might only be one undefeated team, maybe two undefeated teams that will make it in with you know clean records, and then two teams that will have one loss. Yeah. So they'll they'll have an argument for sure. That's a good one. Let's go one. So I have Oklahoma, and here's the thing with Oklahoma. So unlike you know. The other three teams we just talked about, unlike Oregon, Georgia, and Penn State, they really don't have that one game coming up that could propel them forward into the college football playoffs, which is really concerning. Honestly, I think out of the four teams we both just listed, they have <laughs> the smallest chance of making it in. Because I'd even like if they played a Utah and beat them, like I would probably be happy with that. And you know, and 
I would see that argument as a stronger argument. But you know what? They don't really play anybody tough. I don't think Baylor is a Utah. I think Utah would beat Baylor if it came down to it. And, you know, it's it's just one of those things. Oklahoma, they have a chance, but it's not because of their schedule. It's because of the other teams around them. There's So right now, you know, it's, it's rare that you see in a number one, you know, team in the nation and a number two team in the nation play like, you know, a couple weeks before their their conference championship games, uh, at, at least, you know, in the college football playoffs era. And so I think that it's totally possible, you know, if everything just slowly falls into place and then obviously it's up to the playoff committee that Oklahoma makes it in. Obviously, they'll have to be undefeated because if they get another loss, then that's 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 it. It's over. But I think that's there's still a chance. You know, there's really nothing they could do now except win these next couple games, which should be easy games. But uh, yeah, I think the only one you have to circle, just because of how it's all turned out, is the Oklahoma Baylor game. Yeah. If Baylor wins that game, Baylor. Baylor's in this spot that we're talking about of Oklahoma, and Oklahoma's out. That's true. Baylor basically just switches spots. And I haven't watched enough Baylor games to really, like, see what their identity is all about because I've kind of been writing them off. So it would be interesting. That's that's, See, that's something to think about, uh, you know, something to talk about this next Mm -hmm. week because they play this week, right? They do. TCU, I'll be there. So I will see it firsthand so I can come back next week and report back to you guys. Yeah. What I actually think of them seeing in person, I don't. From what I've watched on TV, I don't think they're worth the hype. I think, I mean, I think they're a good team. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think they're. I don't think they're playoff, Big Twelve championship. Good. That's fair. You know, we'll have to see. Like, like you said, you'll have, you'll have live eyes out there. You know, yeah, you'll get mm-hmm. to see it all live. Yeah. So I'll some uh, scouting. I'll definitely report back next week. Is there? Right. Um, who you guys get? But uh, yeah, that's the game you gotta circle. The Oklahoma Baylor game. If you want to, if you're a, a Big Twelve, a Big Twelve watcher, for sure. I think. Can I? Can I chime in with one more team? Sure, go for it. That we could we could touch on. Yeah. I haven't watched enough of them, so I can't really say it. But Minnesota is eight zero. Oh, that's right. They are eight zero. Yeah. So Minnesota's eight zero. I know they've had lots of. Uh, they've been reaching out to College Game Day because College Game Day hasn't even given them a look yet. That's true. Um, <laughs> they're saying like, we you should be here. I mean. What the heck? We're eight now. We're in the Big Ten, so like it's still a good conference. But I still don't think that this team makes it in over Ohio State or who, Penn State. Who do they play? Do they play at Penn State? Um, let me see. Ohio Minnesota's State. remaining schedule. Um, they play. Yeah, they just don't play. I mean, I guess they're, wait. They play Penn State. Okay. But in Minnesota. Okay. So if they can beat Penn State, maybe. And then they have a big looming game at the very end of their season against Wisconsin. Okay. So if they do beat, you know, Penn State, which would be tough, and then beat Wisconsin and then make it into the Big Ten uh, championship, championship against versus Ohio, Ohio State. State, yeah, they could easily punch their way in. If they beat Ohio State. That's the only thing. Again, it's yeah. they have to win. It's just like the well, SEC. beat Penn State first, you know. Yeah. It's the SEC. It's the same with the SEC. You have to win it to get, like, with George, you have to win it to get in. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But see, I'd rather, if I was that team, I'd rather have that control than, you know, rely on other teams. Mm-hmm. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So, yeah, so Minnesota Minnesota controls their own destiny. They do. As as well as some of these other teams, well, except yeah. for Oklahoma. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. So that will wrap up. Go, go, go. Oh, go on. Go on. 
Golden Gophers, dude. Golden Gophers, that's yeah. right. <laughs> yeah. Never, never would have thought that they could be in the in the playoff, but here they are. So Loki, I'm I'm rooting for them. Oh that'd yeah, be, that'd, that'd be, be cool. awesome. It would be cool to see a team yeah. like that get in. Yeah, Just someone that no one's ever thought of and ever seen. Oh yeah, that's a once in a lifetime type of yeah. thing. <laughs> but um, anyways, that wraps wraps up this college football playoff, or yeah. not college football playoff. Sorry, college football oh. review. Of these, preview, yeah. yeah, of these last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And next, me and Simon are going to go through a mid-season mock draft that we have put together Yep. for you guys. Coming up next. All right, welcome back to the Cycle 365. So me and Jesse, we made up a very, very early mid-season. NFL, mid-season. Mid, yeah, mid-season NFL mock draft. So we went off of the standings and rankings as of October 24th, 2019. And so, you know, we wanted to make this because it's it's cool seeing the progression of it all, you know, even these draft spots and whatnot. But so we're just going to go pick by pick, team by team. We made this draft mock draft together. So, you know, we, we decided on these together. So all right, I got the first pick. The first pick we decided it was the Cincinnati Bengals. And we took quarterback Tua Tagovailoa. So, I mean, I think this is an obvious pick. Ryan, or, yeah, Ryan Finley, right? He, starter, yeah. Yeah, he's a starter now. They didn't play this week because they're on by, I think, the Bengals. Yeah. Yeah, so they're on by. So Andy Dalton's bench. Uh, not that I don't believe in Ryan Finley. He was a fine quarterback over at NC State. But Tua Tagovailoa is better. Oh, he's, think, he's the next stretch quarterback of any, oh, yeah. any team that takes him. So I think... That, that's the way he got. He'll be the number one pick overall, no matter who it is. Oh, yeah. Um, I think he's the best quarterback in this draft. Easily. Um, well, maybe not easily, but he is. I don't think, I would say, I wouldn't say easily, but definitely. He's up there. Number one. I think he's yeah. definitely number one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's somebody that a lot of teams, they've been keeping an eye on him ever since he won that national, national championship. championship. Yeah. Yep. And he's on his way potentially to another one, so we'll see. Yep. All right, Jesse. All right, so with the second pick, uh, we have Miami, who actually got a win today. So that's interesting. They did. Yeah, but anyways, um, Miami would be second. And uh, we also went quarterback for for Miami. We went with Joe Burrow at LSU. Oh, yeah. Um, Quarterback. He um, hasn't really... Hasn't really been on the scene for a long, long time. Um, It's kind of just came on this year because of how good he's playing with LSU and how good LSU's doing. But I'm like... He's still a three-year starter. Yep. Um, he has played in the SEC all of his career. Um, I think most of his career. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he he would be a good transfer over into the NFL, and I think he will be the second second pick here, second quarterback taken, and he's going to go to Miami and be the starter. I agree. I think Miami. You know, they're. I mean, we all know this. They're tanking, so you might as well take a quarterback first. I think. We also had potentially Jonathan Taylor, the best running back in this class, going here as well, because Miami does have two other picks in this draft as well. So that's just worth you know mentioning. Anyways, next up we have the Washington Redskins. They have we have a defensive end out of Ohio State, Chase Young, going to them. So you know Washington, they're a very dysfunctional team, but. No, you gotta keep going. <laughs> you gotta keep going and you know playing and doing all that stuff. But I think Chase Young is a really good move here. Chase Young, he low key could still go number one overall. Yeah, I, I think Chase I think Young so. is the best, the best player in this draft. Oh yeah, best overall athlete and player in general. 
Yeah. Um, he could definitely go one over one, number one overall. I think, yeah, he's the best player in college football. Oh, yeah, he's a monster. He's, he's well, I'm not going to say he's carrying that Ohio State team because they have a lot of talent over there. But he's, he's one of the reasons why they're still undefeated, you know. Mm-hmm. He's a fantastic player. I think putting him in uh, on that Washington Redskins defensive line with, you know, the likes of De'Aaron Payne, Jonathan Allen, and all those boys, that that would make that, you know, front seven real yeah. scary. And you got Montez Sweat and Reggie Oh, Redmond, so. yeah. That's, this defense, would, this defense yeah. would be on the up. Oh, yeah, it would be. Least. A lot of young guys over there yeah. for sure. So I think that's, that's a pretty obvious pick right there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right, and then so at the fourth, we have um, Atlanta. Atlanta is the fourth pick. Yep. And we went with the first corner here, Jeff Akuda from Ohio State. Yeah. He uh, is the best corner in this draft, in my opinion. Yeah. And Atlanta needs help in their secondary. That's true. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't addressed the cornerback situation in the last, I don't even know, eight years maybe. They have right now. Trufant? Yeah. Desmond Trufant has been their, their number one guy for the last eight years. And he's a good number one, but he's getting old, and they need to revamp that defensive back. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Jeff Okuda, he's uh, he's the other reason why Ohio State's defense is really good. Pro- easily the best corner, you know, cover guy in this in this draft, I'd say. He's also a big physical guy. He's he gonna lock down number one receivers. Oh yeah, I think he'll yeah. fit in just you know, really really well in Dan Quinn's uh, defensive system over there. Assuming Dan Quinn is still the def- you know, the coach, but we'll. We'll have to see. <laughs> yeah. All right, so next up, we got the New York Jets. They, Hey, you remember when we said that Miami got a win? Guess who they got a win over? It was the Jets. So they might be picking earlier because they're falling apart. And one of the reasons they're falling apart is because of that offensive line. So we had still the best lineman in this draft, Andrew Thomas, the left tackle out of Georgia. You know, he's a big physical guy. He should be, you know an instant impact type of player on this New York Jets team. You know, the Jets, they got to protect Sam Darnold. I know everybody saw what happened to Andrew Luck when they, you know, when the Colts didn't draft any linemen. So don't want that happening to Sam Darnold and, you know, having form bad habits because, you know, all this pressure is getting to him, but, or, you know, in-game pressure. But yeah, having Andrew Thomas, I think that that fills a need for the Jets. It helps a lot of things, yep. to be honest. You know, play having play. he'll be a day one oh, starter. Yeah. Oh yeah, having a good line does that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So then at six, uh, the Giants came up, and uh, we picked. In our opinion, me and Simon both agreed on this. Yeah. The number one receiver in this draft is actually C.D. Lamb. Um, a lot of people are saying Jerry Judy from Alabama, but we yeah. think C.D. Lamb is going to be a better fit this offense in, in the Jets or in the Giants' offense, I should say. Yeah. Both both New York teams are just not good, so that's why I get it mixed up. Yeah, yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. That's um, fair. But yeah, I think C.D. Lamb is uh, the way to go here. I think Daniel Jones needs some targets to throw. I think they have they have Evan Ingram um, and Sterling Shepard. Uh huh. But other than that, like they need they need a receiver or a, an, a, a skill player position that can stretch the field to go hand-in-hand with Saquon Barkley. Oh, yeah. They need they need a star out there. And this is nothing against Jerry Judy because, honestly, in a couple weeks, I could definitely see us, you know, having Jerry Judy go here, you know, as well, which I feel like would make sense. But, you know, C.D. Lamb, he's been a playmaker for Oklahoma. I remember against Texas, like, he was, oh, my God, he was a monster, you know. He really was just a monster out there. He's a playmaker. He's he's explosive. He has fantastic hands. He's he's great. He's an all-around player. I think, you know, if the Giants were to take a receiver here, whether it be C.D. Lamb or Jerry Judy, like there's 
really can't go wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's that's fair. All right, so with the Chargers, we have them taking off, you know, offensive linemen. They got they're getting a guard in Tristan Wirfs from Iowa. From Iowa, yeah. Uh, Iowa, you know, they've produced some good guards as of late, and the Chargers they need to fix that offensive line. They've been real iffy for the last couple years. I know they drafted the likes of Forrest Lamp and Dan Feeney, but honestly, like one of them, like they both have dealt with injuries. So we'll have to see how that goes. But I think it's about time, you know, you just get somebody like Wirfs. He's probably as close to a sure thing as of a lineman as there is in this draft. He's he's a good he's a real big physical guy. He'll help that run game immediately, you know, protect Phillip Rivers or whoever's quarterback for the Chargers for a little bit longer. But yeah. Alright. Then uh, come next is at eight, the Denver Broncos. Our Denver Broncos. Your Denver Broncos. Our right? Denver Broncos. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> Go on, though. We know our listeners are Denver Broncos fans, so. Yeah, okay. Our Broncos, who are currently winning right now. They're beating the Browns. They are. 14-9. to nine. Yeah. <laughs> But they're okay. winning. Yeah, they're yeah. Alright, so... With the eighth pick, we have them taking uh, the other wide receiver, Jerry Judy, that we just talked about. But again, it could go either way. CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Judy. You could interchange both of those. They're both going to go in the top ten. Oh, yeah. Um, doesn't really matter. But we had, we had Denver taking Jerry Judy. If you, um, we all know they just traded away Emmanuel Sanders. And Colton Sutton's going to be great for, for Denver in a long time. That was a steal they got two years oh, yeah. ago for the second round. But if you add that dynamic other receiver to the other side and Jerry Judy, like, who are you going to cover? Because you got that. And then I also think... With Juwan Winfrey coupled behind those two, receiver out of Colorado that they took last year. Yeah. I think he is a stud in the making that is just not there yet, but I think he's going to be good. So I think that they could make this receiving core good, or, or great, I, I guess I could say. And then yeah, I could see that. Then you just got to figure out whichever quarterback comes in will have a solid receiving core, especially with Noah Fant, too, to build around whether oh, yeah. that be Brandon Allen, who's starting now, or... Or Drew Locke they drafted, or another quarterback coming up in this year. For sure, yeah. I think that drafting Jerry Judy here would be a great pick. I mean, he's a top five pick that you get at eight. Same. We we did think about you know giving Denver a quarterback, like maybe a Jalen Hurts, but we'll have to see how the season goes on. They have the opportunity to you know activate Drew Locke. Yeah, they got to see. They got to see what they have in yeah. Drew Locke first. But I think this is a good pick. It's a safe pick, you yeah. know, because he'll be great. Anyways. So speaking of Denver winning, they're winning over the Browns, who are up next at number nine. We have them taking LSU safety Grant Delpit. Just earlier, we did talk about how he may not play in that Alabama-LSU game, but, you know, he's a fantastic cover safety. He's been a good one. Um, honestly, he some people had him going top five. He kind of just fell out because he hasn't played as well. He struggled against Texas at times, and... No, he's been up and down, and then you have injuries as well. But he's a talent, and I think the Browns, you know, they'd be shoring up that defense, getting a great safety like Grant mm -hmm. Delpit right here at number nine. Yeah, this is the best safety safety in the draft, maybe even the best defensive back in the draft. Uh, I know that even if you go back to a few, like the beginning of the season, they, along with Chase Young, he was the best athlete in this draft class. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah. so we'll have to see, see where that goes. Yeah, he's right there. All right, so then at 10, we have Miami, their second pick. So um, we did talk about this earlier with their first pick. We think they take Joe, Joe Burrow first, but then they, they go back and get Jonathan Taylor, who we talked about from Wisconsin running back. They go back and get him because they trade away Kenyon Drake, and yep. 
they need a running back. So that's true. Um, this could be this could be it right here. That's uh, very true. Jonathan Taylor, I think, is one of the best running backs we've seen in a while. I mean, oh yeah. he's like a Saquon Barkley. He's gonna he's yeah. gonna be like that that talent in the NFL for sure. So definitely. Um, Miami's get, gets a great haul here in the first 10 picks. They get oh, yeah. their quarterback in the future and the running back in Jonathan Taylor and, and Joe Burrow. That's fair. And see, with Jonathan Taylor, he's a great he's a great prospect. There's nothing against him. I know he's going at 10, you know, so he's barely in the top 10. But, like, if you look at these teams, you know, there aren't a lot of them that need running backs. Like, Cincinnati, they got Mixon. Washington, they, you know, you still got to believe in guys. Atlanta, they have uh, Devontae Freeman, Jets, Le'Veon. Giants, Saquon, Chargers, either Melvin Gordon or Austin Eckler, whoever. So, like, it's not that he's a bad player, but it's just, it's yeah, need. Is, this is the first team that needs a running back. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I think this is a great pick. Miami, they're getting a workhorse right off the bat. Oh, yeah. Again, plug-and-play guy. He's going to be number one. Be great and play from day one. Oh, yeah. All right, so at 11, we're just going a little bit farther away from Miami. We're going to be in Tampa Bay. So Tampa Bay has the 11th pick. We have them taking quarterback Jalen Hurts out of Oklahoma. I think it's it's over for Jameis Winston. <laughs> I, we tried to believe <laughs> in him. So? Oh, yeah. I think it's over. We really tried to believe in him. I'm sure Bruce Arians tried to believe in him. Jalen Hurts is a dynamic dual threat. I think you know Bruce Arians finds a way to win with him. Maybe probably right off the bat, I could if they get Jalen Hurts, they might have a chance at making the playoffs. Yeah, right. I think so too. I think I oh, yeah. think uh, I think he's like Kyler Murray, but bigger, stronger, stronger. Yeah. So he's definitely. I think again, if he goes to Tampa Bay, I think they should plug him in there day one, and I think he fits in that Bruce Arian offense very well, especially with the dynamic receivers and Chris Godwin in. Mike, Mike Evans, Evans. he's yep. got already got the receivers there, and you just yeah plug him in there, and he's going to be really good. I think a lot of people wrote him off at the beginning of the season. They're like, oh, he's not a, he's not a first round pick. Yeah. Um, but I think he's shown this year that he is. Yeah. I mean, even in their loss to Kansas State, it wasn't his fault at all. He still threw through yeah, like well. three hundred fifty yards and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think I think he's goes here. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I think he's he's a great player. He could potentially go higher still, which would be crazy. Mm-hmm. All right, so at 12, we have the, the Detroit Lions. Yep. Uh, taking defensive end A.J. Espenza, Iowa. Yep. Defensive end, pass rusher. Oh, yeah. Um, when we looked at this team, we when we looked at the Detroit Lions, we figured that their, their uh, weakness is their defensive line. I mean, they're not that weak, but still, like, they need a pass rusher. Oh, yeah. Adding Espenza could make this defensive line a strength almost immediately. Yeah, they, uh, they lost... Um, Ziggy Anza. Yeah. And so this would just be the, the replacement for him, basically. For sure. Yeah. I think that's a good fit. Yeah. All right. So the Jacksonville Jaguars at 13. We have them taking cornerback Trayvon Diggs out of Alabama. Obviously, they traded Jalen Ramsey. So they have another pick coming up pretty soon here, actually. But Trayvon Diggs, I'm not going to say he is a Jalen Ramsey or we could replace him, but I think he's a good corner. You could throw him in there and he won't, he, he won't mess up right away. You know, he'll hold it down. He, he'll hopefully develop into a solid player as well. So I think that's a good pick for Jacksonville right here. Yeah, re- uh, revamp that defense back. Oh, yeah. All right. Then next we have at 14, the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. We have them taking outside linebacker Isaiah Simmons from Clemson. Yep. I think, I think this is just a glaring need for Philadelphia is 
linebackers. They're, oh, yeah. I think they still have a defen- decent defensive line. They could go defensive back here, too, because they need that as well. True. But uh, definitely a defensive player, and I think linebacker. Isaiah Simmons is a top-notch linebacker. Um, I think this is the guy that they should take here. Yeah, Simmons, he's an explosive guy for Clemson. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so number 15, we got the Tennessee Titans. I know they have Ryan Tannehill and Marcus Mariota, but I think they take a quarterback here. And we have them taking another Oregon prospect once again, Justin Herbert. So here's the thing. They benched Mariota and Tannehill was playing, and I don't know how well Tannehill was playing. I guess he's playing a he's little been, bit better. He's been playing okay. I would yeah. I'd still say he's – I don't think still don't think he's a starting quarterback no. in the NFL. He's a backup. Yeah. Yeah, it's I don't know. I think they need to get they need to get a guy. So I assume Marcus Mariota is probably gonna walk, right? And yeah, then I think come to Denver. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, or, be a great fit. or the Bears, yeah. So Mar- Mariota, that might be an interesting free agent to look at. He might change, you know, this mock draft moving forward. But yeah, I think the Titans take Justin Herbert. Herbert, you know, he had a rough start to the season. Quietly he's been picking it up. We'll have to see how the season continues on for him, but um, I think Tennessee they get they get a guy they you know they just get they get a quarterback with potential who you know hopefully won't cap them so yeah. we'll we'll have to see with that. All right, so then at sixteen the Oakland Raiders. Yep. Boo. Um, <laughs> well, they will be in Las Vegas by this time. So the Las Vegas so the Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders still boo. Yeah. Anyways, um, yeah. <laughs> um, we have them taking defensive tackle Derek Brown out of Auburn. Auburn. Yes, that's correct. Uh, if you've seen Auburn play, he's big number five. Yep. Um, he's a big dude. Um, and he is, for how big he is, he is, yeah, again, a very explosive player. He's the best defensive defensive tackle in this draft for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, uh, Oakland had, well, I guess, sorry, Los Angeles. or uh, Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. The yeah. Raiders. I'm just thinking yeah. the Raiders. The Raiders, The Raiders, yeah. they, um, they had a lot of picks last year, and they went defense. But I still think that they need need a middle guy to lock that down. Whoever gets Derek Brown's going to have the middle of their defense locked down. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's, again, the, another day one starter, plug-and-play guy. Very good. And Oakland gets gets their guy here. Yeah, for sure. This guy, he's played against a lot of good offensive linemen prospects, too, between Oregon and then some of these SEC schools. So. Yeah, he's played LSU. He's oh, played. yeah. Yeah, I think that he's, he's, he's a sleeper. I know we have him at 16, but he's a sleeper, for yeah. sure. All right, so moving forward. At number 17, we have the Arizona Cardinals. I was kind of surprised they were this far back in the <laughs> in the first round, but, you know, whatever. We have them taking a wide receiver out of Alabama, Henry Ruggs III. Uh, Ruggs, you know, he this might be a little bit overdue for him. He could go a little bit higher. I'll admit that, but he's a great player. He's an explosive player with a ton of speed. I think he'll fit into that. You know, Cliff Kingsbury offense, which has been doing surprisingly well, you know, these last couple weeks, especially against the 49ers on Thursday. And I think, you know, adding rugs in there with, you know, you still got Andy Isabella, you got Christian Kirk, Larry Fitz, he's mentoring all those guys, obviously. I think that's a great weapon to add. I would ideally have a lineman go here, but I think this might be a, it's a weird spot, you know, picking a lineman at 17. I don't think there's really any alignment that fit that, to be honest. But yeah, they take Henry Ruggs the third. Yeah. All right. And now we have Oakland again. Las Actually, Vegas. the Las, Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Boom. Yeah. Um, at 18, they um, go with cornerback Kristen Fulton. Where's he from? 
LSU. LSU. Yeah. Um, so again, this the number one team in the land right now. Yeah. LSU. Um, because of this defense and this offense, they're just great all around. Um, but they need cornerback help. Yeah, they traded Gary on Conley to yeah. the Texans for for nothing basically. What they gave up a seventh round pick. Yeah, so they need they need to replace that, and this is the guy they go and get. Oh yeah, you you have his hands full with Henry Ruggs and uh, you know Jerry Judy coming up, but you know he's he's a good guy over there. He might go higher if he has a good game against Alabama. You never know. Yeah. All right, so we have the Jacksonville Jaguars at number nineteen. We have them taking offensive guard slash center. Tyler, is it Biadaz? Yeah. Biadaz? Something like that. Yeah. He's from Wisconsin? No, no, he's from. Yes, Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah, it's from. Yeah, Wisconsin. Yeah, I thought so. it was Stanford earlier. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I knew so. it was one of the big red letters, so. Big red letters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he, he's a guard from Wisconsin. Just because I got his name wrong, potentially, or, you know, I don't know where he plays, it doesn't mean he's not a good player. He's been blocking for Jonathan Taylor for a couple years, so, you know, obviously he's been doing some good there because Taylor's been racking up those yardage. He's a fantastic run blocker, you know, a solid pass blocker. Jacksonville, you know, they kind of need a fix. I wouldn't say it's a glaring, you know, weakness on their team, but... Yeah, just, I th- just to bolster it up. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, add, add some beef up front. Add some beef up front. Yeah. That's that's the biggest thing here. Yeah. So, yeah. Alright, so then we have the Carolina Panthers at 20. Okay. Um, we agreed on cornerback CJ Henderson, cornerback out of uh, Florida. Yep. We have him going here. I mean, Carolina's, they're they're an interesting team right now. Yeah. They're young. They have. They could go a lot of different directions. Yeah, but I think having a, a good corner help lock down receivers would be a good start for them here. Yep. On the other side of Dante Jackson. You know, yep. Build that defense to continue to do that but yeah all right so we have dallas at 21 sorry you have to say his name yeah no it's fine <laughs> we have the tight end out of missouri i mean i'm sorry but i i don't know <laughs> albert akaway nah, okay forget Bunema. that but, Bunema. yeah like something that. like that yeah. i'm not gonna say like that we'll call him big al yeah big al yeah the That's big one was six seven you know, 260, 270 pound tight end out of Missouri. This guy's easily the best tight end in this draft. He has the potential to move up because a lot of people have been sleeping on him, but he's slowly been, you know, building building up those stats for Missouri, catching passes from Kelly Bryan over there. And he's, he's a big old, you know, tight end. I think he's a solid blocker, but he's an even better pass catcher. He might be one of the more elite pass catchers in this draft, which is already, you know, filled with a number of fantastic pass catchers. I think Dallas finally got that guy who will someday be the, you know, heir to Jason Witten's tight end position. He's he's he could be a really big weapon. Reminds me a lot of Gronk, but possibly more athletic to be honest. So keep an eye out for this guy. Alright, and speaking of uh one of those good pass catchers. Yep. Here at twenty two, Miami is again on the clock. Again, and yeah. And they go and get LaVisca Chenault, receiver from Colorado. Oh, yeah. I've seen this guy play. He's basically Julio Jones. Yeah. Um, obviously, he still doesn't have the accolades and has to play in the NFL like Julio Jones, but he's size-wise and measurable. He's the same He's the same as Julio Jones. Yeah, um, I agree. He's a monster. He can do everything. He, I've 
see, I mean, we're from Colorado, so I see you play all, I see CU play all the time. Yeah. Um, I'm a really big fan of him. So I see him play, he's played all positions, really. He he plays receiver, he's a monster at receiver. Play, he plays wildcat quarterback. He does. And yeah. he runs the ball, too. Um, he I'm runs sure he some... can throw it. <laughs> oh, yeah. But uh, he's a big dude, very a mismatch for most corners, even in the NFL. He's, he's tough to tackle. He's a big dude, fast, strong. And I think this just helps revamp the whole Miami offense. They have no offensive players really at all right now. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they need to, they trade them all away. So they're re restocking. And I think they have probably one of the best first rounds here in a long time we've ever seen. Yep, With potentially. Getting if Joe Burrow, Jonathan Taylor, and Lipposition, all those are all top, I would say top three at their position. Yeah, that's a big three to build around yeah. for sure. That's. That's a good-looking big three, too. Yeah. But, yeah. All right, so we're going to continue this wide receiver trend. We have the Indianapolis Colts at 23. We have them taking wide receiver T. Higgins out of Clemson. How big is he? He's like 6'3", right? Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's a big guy with some speed, a lot like LaVisca Chenault. Um, I mean, so Indianapolis, they they need a pass catcher. I'd say uh, T.Y. Hilton's been, he's been missing a lot of games to injury. I think it might be because of age as well so i think it's about time to add somebody on the other side of ty at least by getting t higgins and you know he's a playmaker big guy he'll go up and get it he's a jump ball type of guy and he has some speed to him as well yeah i think t higgins reminds me of kelvin benjamin i'm gonna say kelvin. yeah both acc guys both big faster oh yeah so. for sure hopefully t higgins turns out better though yeah all right so then at 24 we have minnesota vikings yep we have them taking safety Xavier McKinley, mm-hmm. McKinley out of Alabama. McKinney out of Alabama. Yeah. We have them taking taking him. I mean, if you get really if you get any safety from Alabama, you're gonna be yeah, it'll be, be fine. Be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. We have this here because I mean they have Harrison Smith, but they traded away or lost a free agency. Sendejo. Yeah, Sendejo. So they need to refill that situation. I think this is a plug right there. Like yeah, that's for this sure. is your your guy you, you put in there right away. That's a nice little pickup yeah. right there, actually. All right, so at 25, we have the Baltimore Ravens, and we have them taking linebacker. He could play inside or outside. Kenneth Murray out of Oklahoma. I was really impressed by this guy uh, going, watching him play against the University of Texas. He was all over the place getting sacks, stopping the run. He's a fast guy, but he's around, like, what, 6'1", 240? But he could fly a bit, you know. He could he plays well. He's a very versatile guy. Baltimore, um, for some reason, I still don't know why, they let go of C.J. Mosley, so they need to replace him. And I think Kenneth Murray, he's that guy. And he's just another plug-and-play guy. They're getting a lot of value right here out of him at 25. Yep. All right, so then at 26, we have the Seattle Seahawks taking uh, offensive guard off second, Solomon Kinley out of Georgia. He um, is the second lineman from Georgia to go in the first round here. Yep. We, th- uh, we think Seattle needs to continue to protect Russell Wilson. I mean, like, he's playing as a MVP this year, right? Oh, yeah. So I think that he needs to be protected, and they don't have a great offense line. I mean, it's not bad, but it's not great. So I think they could just add a guy here and help him out. Yeah. I think, you know, they <laughs> Seattle has had a bad line, you know, and we've seen what happened to quarterbacks who have had bad lines, you know. We literally just saw Andrew Luck who was drafted before Russell Wilson in that same draft, like, retire. So if they're not careful, you know, they they might lose Russell Wilson early. So I think this is a great move. Yeah. All right, so at 27, which is really high. I wouldn't have expected this either. 
But we have the Buffalo Bills. We have them taking Ohio State running back J.K. Dobbins. You like him a lot. I do. He is somebody who, who you know, he's a, he's a quick guy. He could get the he could get the job done on the ground, but he could also do some damage through the air by catching it. You know, he's somebody who's you could potentially be an every down type of back as well. So the Buffalo Bills, they do have Frank Gore, but you know he's mm-hmm. we all know that he's up there, so he's going to go soon. And they have Devin Singletary, who had a great game today, by the way. But still, I think adding J.K. Dobbins, it solidifies that running back group. Yeah, I think that's a great running back group if you have those three. Oh, yeah. Um, and Devin Singletary, Frank Gore, yeah. and J.K. Dobbins. I don't think you go wrong with that. I think that's one of the better better receiving cores in the NFL. Oh, yeah. Or, I think sorry, running back cores. Running back cores, yeah. yeah. Potentially, yeah. yeah. I think this is a pick that's, you know, it's a value pick. It's it's hard seeing J.K. Dobbins fall out of the first round. Yeah, because, I mean, I watched him play, and he just looks... He looks good. Yeah. Yeah, he, he looks does. Good. Yeah. All right, so then at 28, we have the Green Bay Packers taking defensive end Yeter Grossmatos. Out of Penn State. Penn State, yeah, Penn State. Some people considered him to be the second best pass rusher behind Chase Young. Yeah. But we'll see. He hasn't made a ton of noise this year. Well, he's he's, a, he's racked up some yeah, sacks, yeah, but, but yeah, not I'm like Chase Young. Yeah, so, I mean, I definitely think that he... He can go into Green Bay. Green Bay needs a, a good pass rusher. Yeah. They've had good pass rushers in the past, but they've all just moved on, and they're all older. And like Clay Matthews is now in Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. so uh, they need to revamp that pass rush there in Green Bay. Yeah, I agree. I think this might be a steal if he goes here, too, because he's looked good. I've watched some of his film. He's a, he's a very, uh, I'm not going to say lanky, he's a long <laughs> football player, but he loses that length very well, you know, and he's quick. Well, yeah. All right, so at 29, we have Kansas City. They're taking running back DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. All right, so Kansas City, they tried this whole, I mean, they're, they're still trying this whole running back by committee thing. I think it's time to, you know, ax that, get an actual running back who could carry the load, DeAndre Swift. He's somebody who could do it on both sides of the ball, I think, or not both sides of the ball. But, you know, he could run, he could catch it, and he'll be a good player for them. And I know a lot of people would say, like, why, why wouldn't the Bills take... DeAndre Swift and J.K. Dobbs. Well, I mean, like, let's think about it. Kansas City needs a running back that can do it all. Yeah. Whereas you look at the Bills, and they have guys already there. They just need to add that dynamic change of pace back that that no one that no one's ready for. For sure, yeah, I agree. I yeah. think I could easily see those running backs being in switch positions as well. So, yeah. All right, so then at 30, we have the New Orleans Saints. Yep. Taking inside linebacker, outside linebacker. And Fernie J- Jennings, Jennings? Yeah. where's he from? Alabama. Alabama, another Alabama guy here. Again, if you go, if you go anyone from Alabama on defense, we've seen that they play well in the NFL. Yeah. And um, the Saints, this linebacking core is their weakness. It's yeah. pretty obvious. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so. like, it could be the whole weakness of their, like the most weak part of their whole team. So like, if you oh, yeah. address this, you're looking good. Yeah, you still are looking good actually. But yeah. yeah. No. All right, so we have the San Francisco 49ers. We have them taking the Virginia cornerback, Bryce Hall. So, San Francisco, they don't have a lot of holes on this team, but I think getting another corner to, you know, learn from Richard Sherman and whatnot, who I feel like is a pretty solid mentor because he's a smart guy. But I think getting a guy like Bryce Hall, a young guy in there, you know, you start to build that depth, that corner. You hopefully get a guy who could be a potential number two guy to Richard Sherman. And you know he's a he's a good value pick right here. Yep, at I 31. 
I think Bryce Hall is a very interesting, interesting player to talk about. I know beginning of the season, even through the first three weeks of, of the college football season, a lot of people said that he was the number one cornerback overall. Yeah. I think he did get a little bit exposed when he started playing a better competition <laughs> yeah. in the ACC and like a Notre Dame team when they played him. But um, I still think he definitely could develop into a starting NFL corner. Oh, yeah. uh, I think he's still good. He has good size, good speed. And I think, I think again, if they get the 49ers get him here, I think it could be a steal if he pans out right. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think they have good you know, players to mentor him as well. That's a yeah. big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, and then with the last pick of the first round in the 2020 draft, they were New England Patriots, which would stink because that means they won the Super Bowl. Yeah. But um, <laughs> this would also stink. We have them taking Jake from quarterback out of Georgia. Oh, yeah. Which would be a nightmare for all of the NFL because if Tom Brady plays one more year and they get Jake from – they basically have Tom Brady 2.0. Yeah. Just right back in there, so it's not going to happen. Like, Jake Fromm hasn't played the best. I mean, he's played well still this year. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Definitely first-round talent still. He's very up and down, though. Yeah, but I think I think if he gets in the system with Bill Belichick and Tom Brady mentors him, I think he skyrockets and plays for 14 years for the Patriots. Oh, yeah, for sure. Fromm, he has, he has one of those personalities, you know, that are just – it's – it's it's built to last, you know what I'm saying? Like he's the type of guy you like in your locker room. He's a natural born leader, you know, he speaks well. He's he's a hard worker, he's always grinding and all that. I think he fits perfectly in this Patriots, you know, offense. I don't think there are any other quarterbacks who are better fit than Jake Fromm, to be honest, actually. Like yeah. I see a lot of similarities between him and Tom Brady already. And I think he, he might already like, you know, with those similarities, like Compared to where Tom Brady was coming from, you know, out of college, Jake Fromm is in a much better spot. And so I think this is a fantastic pick. It would be a steal. It makes sense to me, honestly. And, you know, there are rumors that Tom, you know, he, Tom Brady, he'll be done after this season. I mean, his contract is expiring, so. Oh, yeah. Uh, he put his house up for sale. So either he's going to retire or he's going to leave. And so... I think taking a quarterback here is smart. Nothing against, you know, Jared Stidham that they had over there. Nothing against Jared Stidham, the quarterback that they drafted over there. But I think Jake Fromm's a better pick. He's a plug-and-play guy if he has to. Mm -hmm. I think he fits the Bill Belichick offense, like we said. And uh, and the culture as well. Yeah, in my my expert opinion, I think that Tom Brady's done. So they need need to get that guy going. And what about, yeah, just no better guy than Jake Fromm for that offense and that system. It would be. Uh, I hate. I hate seeing that because I really do like Jake Fromm as a person and as a quarterback, and I know you do too. But do. seeing him go to the Patriots would, would be. Yeah, it'd be the worst. But it'd probably be the best that's situation. Him, yeah. Yeah, like that's this is perfect. I think with where his draft stock is at, it's kind of lining up for this to happen. Yeah. Either way, whether you know the Patriots are at thirty-two or thirty or thirty-one, like this is something that could happen. Yeah, I definitely think so too. And uh, that's it. That's yeah. the end of the first round. Yeah. Um, last last note. I'm not on the not, not on the draft. I'm just t- giving you an update on the Broncos. Yeah. How Simon Simon? Tell me how on earth you can get a too many men on the field on a kneel down at the end of a half. <laughs> the yeah. Browns just got penalized for too many men on the field at halftime. The Broncos or no, Browns? The Browns. <laughs> oh, the Browns. Yeah. Well, they hired the wrong coach. <laughs> well, that's coming up next. On NFL Talk with me, 
Jesse and Cody. Yeah, coming Stay up tuned. next. All right, what's good, y'all? So we got the NFL midseason review. At the beginning of the season, me and Jesse, we got to, you know, go over the NFL. So we're going to be looking back at those results and, you know, predict predict the future of this 2019-2020 NFL season. That's so, what we're doing, right, Cody? That's what we're doing. Okay, yes, it is what we're doing. So we're going to go division by division. We're going to go division winners first. So let's, let's start with the NFC North. Who do y'all have? Packers. Yeah, Packers. Packers. Winning. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I was yes. like Jesse. Packers winning on. it. I thought I thought we were doing just our division winners, our seeds. But anyway, yes, I have the Packers yeah, winning. Packers, yeah. and I have them at the three seed. I also have them at the three seed. Oh, same. All right, we all. Wow, that that never happens. What do you do? <laughs> is there is there? I mean, there's not much to talk about. Let's just keep going. Yeah, That's yeah. Easy. Three seed in yeah. the NFC. Green Bay Packers. They win. should all win right, it. Great. Yeah, I don't see the Vikings catching up. No, nope. be honest. Let's go NFC East. Who do y'all have winning the division? I have the Cowboys. I have the Eagles winning it. The, I have the Cowboys too. But the why Eagles do you? Are just too inconsistent I think, for me. I, yeah. I think. Why do you think they'll win it? I don't know. I just don't think Dallas can do it. I really don't. I don't think Dallas does. It. That's why. I don't think it's the Eagles are good. I think it's the Dallas can't pull it out. I just feel like really the Eagles are less consistent than the Cowboys because like with the Cowboys, I know what I'm gonna get week in and week out, excluding that like Jets game. Yeah. But the Eagles, they're they're either gonna like blow out some team like the Bills, or they got killed by Dallas. So like, That's I true. literally have no idea what to expect, and yeah. like that inconsistency doesn't spell playoffs for me. Yeah, as of right now, I'm kind of yeah. That's the same. Like, I don't know if I could trust them. Like, they beat some good teams. Like, they beat the Packers in Green Bay, but I'm just. I don't and know. They just lose to bad teams like Dallas. Yeah, and sometimes you know Carson <laughs> you Wentz. You just said yourself, Dallas is a bad team. Yeah, but well, like okay. they're more consistent. I don't okay. think they're a bad team. They just gotta put it. It definitely together. is a toss up, but I think yeah. no matter who wins the NFC East, they're the four seed. Yeah, they're the four seed. I have the Eagles the four seed or Dallas the, either one. Yeah, I have the Cowboys. Hey, four same seed. actually, because yeah. they're the worst divisions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, but so the Cowboys are four and three. Eagles are five and four. So we're recording this on. November 4th, so the Cowboys have not played yes. the Giants yet. That should be a good game. But we'll have to see. I still think Dallas, they'll pull it out. I mean, I don't know. They just have to beat out the Eagles. <laughs> if either team wins 10 games, they've won the division. Yep, but they're still probably yeah. still a force. But they'll probably be 9-7. Yeah, That's fair. That's fair. All right, so let's go NFC South. Who do you all have winning it all? I have the Saints winning. I have the Saints winning. Same. That, okay, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have they're, the, they're the best two in the NFC, in my opinion. Yeah. You have the one seed? Yeah. I have the two seed. I have the two seed. I'm at two as well. I have two as well. But I could see it switching up. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I thought they, so when Teddy Bridgewater took over for the Saints, I was very impressed. I thought Sean Payton did a good job. They played well as a team. And they, they were able to survive. Now they have Drew Brees, and they have another bye this week, so he'll get even more healthy. I think the Saints team, this this may be their year. It could you know, be their year. It might be their sure. year. We'll have to see, but I like him. I like him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm in the two seed. All right, sweet. I am as the one seed. All right, Ten. well, they're at two for me as well. All right, so the last conference, or wait, sorry, the last division in this conference, 
is the NFC West. This one should be an obvious one. It's the 49ers, right? I have 49ers I have winning. 49ers. Okay, I was kind of going back and forth because I thought the Seahawks maybe be able to catch up. I don't think so. But I have them as yeah. the two seed. I have them as the one seed just because they don't play as tough of a schedule. Or the Saints play a tougher schedule, and I just think that the 49ers are going to... See, I think the pivotal game is that San Fran goes into New Orleans. That yeah, is a that'll, be, that'll be the so game to decide. beating New Orleans in New Orleans is That's hard. Mm-hmm. So the I feel like reason, if the Saints win that game, they'll be good to go. The only reason I put the 49ers on top is their defense. Their defense is very well, very good. I mean, so is the Saints defense. We're yeah, only allowed 19.5 points per game. I would probably still take the 49ers defense over the Saints defense. Yeah. Well, I'd take it over, but I feel like the 40, the Saints are a better, well-rounded team overall. Okay. So wait, where did you have the 49ers? Number one seed. All right, same, yeah. yeah. Um, two. So not right. too different. We we'll agree that the Niners and the Saints are the best two teams in the Niners. Yeah, yes. for sure, for sure. We'll, yeah. we'll have to see. That could be interchangeable, too, in my opinion. Jimmy Garoppolo, he showed me something finally against the Cardinals. And I know it's the Cardinals, but they have some players there that could make it difficult for them. Um, I like it. You know, I like Jimmy G right now. We'll have to see if he could sustain that. The defense has been playing well, so I think the Niners might be one that... So Actually, no. I don't think this could be their year. I'll say that right now. I don't but think they're going to win in the Super Bowl. I just think they're the number one seed going in. Oh, yeah. They could potentially be good for the next few years, too. Yep. Yeah. All right. That's fair. All right. So we're going to switch conferences. We're about to go into mm-hmm. the AFC. Let's start with the AFC North. It's the Ravens, right? Yeah. It's the Ravens. I have the Ravens. Yeah. They're one of the better teams in the AFC. However, I still have them as the three seed. Mm, I have them as really? the second seed. I have them at one. <laughs> Because I think it will probably come down to that tiebreaker between the Ravens and Patriots, and the Ravens beat them. Yeah, Fox, the only thing the only thing I think about is the Patriots are just going to have more wins going in just because they play a, they have a, a puffy schedule. schedule. Like literally, they play like they play clouds. Basically. Well, wait, yeah. but did y'all see their schedule for the second half? Yeah, it's still easy. It's still easy. They Cowboys, play one good game. Eagles. What's wait? What's the good game? I would the say, Chiefs. yeah, Chiefs. Yeah, that's the other one. I think the Cowboys and Eagles might be able to steal a win. We'll see. But I have, I have the Ravens at two. I mean, they play them next, right? Who? The Patriots play the Cowboys next. I'm, I thought it was the Eagles. Whatever team the Patriots play next, they're gonna probably kill, because mm. that they just bounce back like that. They don't we'll, really lose two games in a row. I know, but we'll have to see. I'll be honest. Here, we'll actually we'll talk about the Patriots later. But what what do y'all think about this Ravens team in general though? Like how how good is this team? How far could they, could they go? They're legit. They could go to the I, Super Bowl this year. I yeah. think they could definitely could go to the Super Bowl as well. Okay. I Same. think I think this could be. I think they're well rounded. I think their defense just gets better every week. Yeah. Marlon Humphreys is a man. And then they have yeah. and Jimmy Smith is great. And they picked up Marcus Peters. Yeah. And yeah. with them having two good cornerbacks already, Marcus Peters can just kind of play the way he likes to play, where he just kind of plays the ball. Yeah. Plus yeah. you have Earl Thomas over the top, so we'll clean up any mistakes you make. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Their their secondary got way better before the trade deadline. Yeah. And their front seven is still solid. So. Oh yeah. And then this is the type of team that could like basically pound you into the ground between Lamar, Mark Ingram. Even Gus Edwards at times, and Justice Hill at times. Yep. No. Shout out to Gus Edwards for stealing one of Mark Ingram's uh, touchdowns last night and um, cost me six points in fantasy. That's right, you were going to lose anyways. That's true. Hey, but <laughs> shout out to Gus yeah. Edwards for throwing that great block on Dante Hightower for that Lamar Jackson touchdown. Hey, remember when uh, Julian Edelman fumbled the ball and Marlon Humphreys <laughs> took it 79 yards to the house? Yep, that happened. God, I love watching the Patriots lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't we all? But the Ravens are legit. 
Yeah. yeah, I like him. I like the swag that they have. I really like Lamar Jackson too as a leader. I don't know if y'all saw this, but I it's the little things that count to me. But um, it was they're at the goal line and they did a dive, and I think Lamar was celebrating early, but they were stopped short. And I saw Lamar go up to each of his linemen and help them help them up. And I feel like that's just a very you know mature and leadership type of thing to do. And he's only 22 as well. No, Lamar so, Jackson's gonna be good for a very long. Oh yeah, yeah, I like it. I'm glad he's. Proving all the haters wrongs because those haters were low key ignorant. But yeah, remember when they said he should play receiver? Yeah, or running back. He he has a lot of potential. But anyways, so we're gonna move on. We have the AFC East. Yes, the AFC East. Patriots. Patriots. Yeah. Wow, I thought there would be more. Okay, I said Patriots too, but like I thought y'all might make. Especially you, Cody. Y'all might make an argument for the Bills. Well, the Bills are going to make the playoffs. They're just not going to win the division. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I'm not not so hot on the Bills anymore. Really? They'll still make it. I think we'll talk about it. Their schedule is just as soft as the Patriots. But yeah, because that division is soft. Well, hold up. But do you think because they're going to play again? Do you think the Bills could beat the Patriots though? No, it's in Foxborough this time. If they were going to win, they would have beat him in Buffalo. Okay. Well, so I there's think they no chance. If they should have. If Josh Allen played, they would have beat him in Buffalo. I mean, it's a cheap shot that Josh Allen took, so. Yeah. yeah. All right, anyways, <laughs> but I have the Patriots winning, and they have them as the number one seed. I have them as the two seed. I have them at three. But, well. Their schedule gets a lot tougher. Yeah, I, I'm not I, sure. I feel like I know which team you have ahead of them and below the Ravens. Yeah, you, you probably. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. They. They got exposed last night. They're lying, you know. They've been, like, whooping on these trash teams, and they got exposed. They need Isaiah Wynn back. That's important. You need your left tackle. And then Tom Brady, he did not look good. No. He was making stupid decisions. Yeah, how does which it feel Patriots to actually play a real football team? Like, that's I want to see how team. this defense get does against other teams. Like, I'm, I'm curious to see how they do against Dallas, who has, like, a pretty decent trio in Cooper, Prescott, and Zeke. Yeah. I want to see how they do against them. Because I feel like, you know, like any team, like, they got scored on 37 by the Ravens, which is like a solid offense, but yeah. you don't expect the Ravens to put up 37 points, like, regularly, mm. you know. They can, I would, I would, wouldn't be surprised. I'm just saying because they run the ball so much. Yeah, but also, I don't think it's on the Patriots' defense. So it's not the Patriots' uh, defense that's concerning me, because I think they will bounce back. They still got the players. I feel like this was definitely an off game, but see, when the defense has an off game, you expect the offense to pull their weight, and they did not do that at all. There are definitely times they're just out of sync, and they weren't running the ball well, and I don't know, Tom Tom Brady was making some weird throws. Like In the fourth quarter, he just chucked it deep. It wasn't accurate at all, and it wasn't the right decision because Earl Thomas picked it off 10 yards from where you know he should have threw it. And, you know, it's that's concerning. Like, Tom's arm, I keep saying Tom, Brady's arm, it looks really weak in my Simon opinion. Simon and Tom Brady know each other on a first-name basis. No, yeah. we don't, because if we did, he'd Tom Brady lets Simon. <laughs> no, <laughs> Tom Brady lets Simon kiss his kids on the lips. Pause. <laughs> but also. No, wait, wait, no, 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 wait, pause, pause. I was trying to go into another point, and then I forgot it. Anyways, Tom Brady's arm is weak. Yes. And I think that's why Jesse, you and I had Jake Fromm going to them. Because right. it doesn't even it, matter. Like, it could be any quarterback, not just Jake Fromm. Mm, but I did say early in the podcast, like I said, I think this is Tom Brady's last year. I think he's going to retire and be done. Yeah, he put up his house in Foxborough for sale. I don't know. And then there's just there's a lot more rumors that, like, this 
They're going to try to force him out this His year. His supermodel wife really hates the fact that he's still playing football, too. <laughs> That's true, too. And if I was married to her, I might listen. I mean, it's probably it's about time. You've won six rings. If yeah, you don't get one this year, you could live with that, I think. Yeah. yeah. But maybe he comes back. I don't know. All right, anyways. Let's talk about a real division, like the AFC South, mm-hmm. that Ooh. I think is interesting. Okay. I have the Texans winning it. I also I have the Texans winning it. <laughs> we have all this established. Why yeah. do we not believe in the Colts, even though the Colts put it to the Texans literally like two um, weeks ago? J- Jacoby Brissett just went down. That's why. Yeah, they say he has an MCL sprain, but if y'all saw the video, that that MCL must be really elastic for it to not turn like tear because he said really elastic. Well, it honestly, yeah, because like his leg, like just it bends almost all the way over. I do not know how that's not a tear. I mean, I guess he was able to walk on it, but like, you don't. If you're the Colts, don't don't do this. I know they're thinking about it. Don't play Jacoby Brissett with a torn MCL and just say it was sprained, because then he turns into RG3 2.0. Yeah. Why do y'all think Andrew Luck left? <laughs> That's probably true too. Like, I feel like the Colts organization, they don't take care of their quarterbacks as well as they should. Yep. And so they might be caught in, you know, thinking like, oh, well, this might be the year Jacob Brissett could play through it and it'll go down in history. But no, like, you have many more years ahead. It'll be okay. I just, I don't know. They're saying it's a sprain, but I think the Colts might be done. As great of a season as, as it's been so far, I would not risk it with Jacoby Brissett right now. Yeah, and Brian Hoyer is not the answer. No. Never <laughs> has been. No. No, yeah, he, looked, he looked like trash. So yeah, I have the Texans winning it. I also have the Texans winning it. I have him at the four seed. Yeah. Yeah. My three seed. Oh wait, where did that? I have him at the four seed. There so, you go. That hit to JJ Watt. That kind what of. What do your seeds look like right now, Jesse? I have the Patriots at one, the Ravens at two, and the Texans at three. So okay. the Chiefs are four. Yes. Mmm. Here. I let's talk about that. So the AFC West, we have the Chiefs. Winning, all the Chiefs right? winning. Yes. Okay. I have the Chiefs winning. I have the Chiefs as the number one seed. Okay. I have them at two. I have them at four. Why do you have the Why? Because Mahomes is coming back. No, I know back. Mahomes is coming back, but yeah. I just think, have the Texans played the Chiefs yet? Yeah, the Texans beat the Chiefs. Exactly, yeah. so they have that tiebreaker. Okay. I just the think... The Chiefs face like the rest of the AFC West. Yeah, like, but I think... It's a cakewalk. No offense yeah. to y'all, but I think <laughs> I think Oakland has... A, I think they're not going to win, but I think that could be an interesting game to watch. It's okay. in Kansas City. I still think Oakland... I still think Oakland could do, could make some noise. I think that the Chiefs okay. might only lose one game down the stretch, and it's one of the Chargers games. Maybe two if they lose to the Patriots in Foxborough. See, I don't know. I think they might beat the Patriots. That's why I have them as the one seed, is them beating the Patriots and having yeah. the tiebreaker. I had, to, I had to really wrestle with it. I almost had the Chiefs at the one seed over the Ravens, but I, I, I just I think this Chiefs team did a really good job responding so Mahomes' injury, and they played as good as you could expect, right? They beat the Vikings, which I didn't think was going to happen, which probably talks says a lot more about the Vikings than the Chiefs. Mm, I'm going to say I watched but. the game. It was pretty – I would say the Chiefs got some lucky bounces at the end there. Okay. Um, they, well, they stole it then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Matt Moore got sacked three times, fumbled it all three times, and it bounced right back into his hands all three times. Yeah. So, I mean – I, I still feel like this Chiefs team, I, it's this stretch without Mahomes that showed me that they're capable of being the number one seed. Oh, yeah. Because they absolutely throttled the Broncos <laughs> with Matt Moore. Yeah. They, they destroyed us. They competed with the Packers. That's like, true. they were never out of that game against Green Bay. That's Green true. Bay had to ball out. 
to win Same that time, game. Green Bay lost to the Chargers, so, you know. That was a fluke. I think that's yeah, a fluke. Yeah, I feel like that's just a fluke. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The and, then beating, and then beating the Vikings, you know, obviously playing at home helps out, but, like, all the other guys stepped in, and when this Chiefs team is fully healthy, they're dangerous. Yeah, and I think with Mahomes coming back, this is probably the first time they've been fully healthy since the beginning of the season because Tyreek is there still. you got all your receivers there. Travis Kelsey's been there. So, I, I, I think the only one they're missing is Lashawn McCoy. Is she still playing? Yeah, he's still there. So everyone's healthy. Damian Williams is fully healthy. Yep. Went off for a 91-yard run yep. against the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Having an easy schedule with a fully healthy roster, it's hard to count out the Chiefs. Oh, they're definitely going to make the playoffs. I still think well, they're yeah. I think it, I know my uh, – we'll get to it in a second, but I think, yeah, my division – AFC uh, Conference Championship is the Chiefs and the Ravens. Okay. That's fair. So. That's fair. All right. Well, we'll see. All right. So the Chiefs win that division. Okay, so we're gonna stay in the AFC for now. We're gonna so I'm gonna ask y'all both, and then I'm gonna answer the question as well. So who are your two wild cards, and then the first two teams out of the playoffs? My five seed is the Steelers, and my six seed is the Raiders. With the Bills being just on the outside looking in, and the Chargers being the eight seed on the outside looking in. Huh. Okay. okay, I have the Bills as my fifth seed. Okay. Again, cake walk through the the division. Okay. And I still have the Colts. Okay. As the seven, or the sixth seed. I think Jacoby Brissett. And then at the sixth seed, I have the Colts. Um, like we just talked about, I think <coughs> when they probably shouldn't play Jacoby Brissett, I think they're going to play Kobe, Jacoby Brissett, and I think he can still win the game. Win the games for him. I mean, yeah, he probably still could. I, I really struggled with this, so I have the Bills at five. I feel like that's, that's mm-hmm. an obvious one. They could be higher, but... I mean, they'd have to win their division. To do you guys that. want to hear the teams that the Bills have beat? Who? They beat the Jets by one. Yeah. The New York Giants with Eli Manning by two touchdowns. Okay. The Bengals by four. Yeah. The Titans by seven. Yep. The Dolphins by ten. And the Redskins. Yeah. They have faced the worst teams in the NFL. <coughs> Wins they a win. They still have an easy <laughs> schedule ahead of them. Yeah. They still have an easy schedule ahead of them as well, though. I just, I don't know. I mean, I don't think the Bills will beat the Cowboys, the Ravens, the or the Steelers, or the Patriots. That's four losses. Speaking of the Steelers, I have the Steelers at six, and then the Colts are just barely out, and then Raiders right after that. Yeah, and then my two last half, so I have the uh, seven seed is Pittsburgh, okay. eight seed is Oakland. Okay. Here, let's, let's, let's start from the bottom up. Let's talk about Pittsburgh. I was surprised, Cody, that you had them so high. You tell me why. I mean, their schedule is a cakewalk down the stretch, and things are starting to come together for Mason Rudolph and company. I mean, don't get me wrong, Juju dropping that <coughs> pass that landed right in the Col- uh, Colts defenders' hands is oh, yeah. tough. But I mean, like the Steelers still beat a good team in the Colts, regardless of the Brissett injury. You know, like that's still a tough defense that the Steelers put up 26 on, and you know, I just think that they have a great defense as well, and. Is it Devin Bush? Yeah. Yeah, he's been playing lights out. He's definitely a defensive rookie of the year candidate. So, which is great for them filling in for Ryan Shazier, you know, the gap that he left. But I feel like they're just an overall solid team, and they face overall not solid teams, and that translates to wins. That's interesting. Fitzpatrick. Yeah, Fitzpatrick. Oh, yeah, Minka Fitzpatrick. (laughs) He's low-key the MVP of his defense right now. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing against TJ Watt, who has, like, nine sacks right now. Or Bud Dupree, who has, like, six or seven. 
See, but, this is what I'm talking about. The Steelers have a lot of very well-rounded players on their defense, and true. they can do just enough on offense. To See, here's the thing, though. I have them at six, just barely edging out the Colts, because I, I, first off, I feel like the Colts are going to screw up and start Jacoby Brissett, and he'll get hurt, and then that's it. And it's all downhill from there. I think that's too much pressure for Brian Hoyer. He's not built like that. No. We all know that. He's not He's not. Brian Hoyer plays the Colts don't make the playoffs. No, right. yeah, and if so he plays at all. Yeah. I actually put the Colts at the 8th seed instead of the Chargers. Okay. But because good. Jacoby Brissett maybe comes back, but I feel like Brian Hoyer, the damage that Brian Hoyer does It'd be bad. is yeah. too much. Yeah. I had, But I do have the Steelers making it in, like you said, for their defense. Um, I've been watching the games a lot because I am a Steelers fan. And, you know, I just... Mason Rudolph has not been the same since that concussion. I don't know if y'all can notice that, but he's very, like, like he's just been playing weird. Like, he overthinks it, and you can literally see it as in his eyes as he, like, hesitates to throw deep. Or, like, hesitates to throw check down sometimes. Like, he had a really nice find to Vance McDonald yesterday where he, like, scanned the defense, did well. But I'm very concerned about Mason Rudolph. I think he's the reason why this team will not make the playoffs if there's any... And why we're the sixth seed as well, because he's capping us. Um, uh, also, I'm going to give Mike Tomlin his you know, his due. I've been really hard on him these last couple years, but I, looking at the schedule and how well the Steelers have been playing, I think he's done a good job keeping it together. I don't think there are many other coaches that could keep us at 4-4 four and four right now through everything you know we've been through, start like rotating quarterbacks, basically. It's a quarterback carousel. Up until you know this week, really, and just you know all these injuries too, and I'm losing you know a star like Le'Veon Bell and a star like Antonio Brown, both who have you know combined worse records than the Steelers. Y'all know you hit him up though, right? We did. Steelers were up late texting their ex. Learn a lesson from the Steelers and don't do that, kids. Well, okay, but there wasn't anything wrong with that. I would've been okay with that. Because Le'Veon would have came in and, like, we'd be doing him a favor. Because right now he's on the Jets forever, and they're never going to the playoffs. I don't think they'll ever see an offensive line, maybe. I'm going to own up to a mistake I made in my (laughs) preview by having the the Jets be a wild card (laughs) as, like, the sixth seed. had a lot of faith in the offense, (laughs) which is the problem. And they just lost to the Dolphins. So, I'll own up to that. That's fair. Yeah, I'm... I'm not high on the Jets at all. I think Sam Darnold, he's been a problem. Jesse, you and I saw it coming, and it's manifesting. Oh, I, I knew it from the moment they drafted him. Yeah. I think, if you ask me, I think, because as a Colorado fan, I went, I saw him play twice. Yeah. Two times in Bullet. And he throws the ball to the other team, basically. That's really what he does. Yeah, <laughs> you can see it in the NFL here. And I think he should have stayed at least two more years at USC. Because oh, yeah. I think USC, first of all, Back college football, I think USC, if he would have stayed there and played, they would have won a national championship at some point with him. Probably. Um, so that's just dumb of him to leave that. But also, he was not ready to play in the NFL. Especially be what, a third round draft or a third overall pick? Absolutely no. not. So I could have told you that from the beginning when they drafted him. Uh, he was not ready to come in. Oh, same. Like, I probably would have had him at a third round pick grade at best, to be honest. I Maybe would, second round. I probably wouldn't have even picked him in that draft. Yeah, well, ideally I wouldn't have picked him, but if he's there in the third round. Anyways, it's just, yeah, that's that. But with the Steelers, that's that's my opinion on them. I think there's still a pretty good chance that they don't make it. I think they'll go 500, but 
Yeah. I don't think they make it either. But then also this other one that we talked about came up a few times. Oakland still has a fighting chance. So they, they do. don't face a very tough schedule. You're right. And I think that they can And the way that they're winning games too, they're winning close games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And more on Josh Jacobs later, but yeah. he's a tank yeah. for oh, Oakland yeah. right now. I've been on all my fantasy teams. Yeah, he's, been he's, the, only he's the MVP of the Oakland season right now. Yeah, the only yeah. thing is he's, he's, a, he's a little banged up, so we'll have to see yeah. how that progresses. But I've noticed that too. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll see how it goes. More on Josh Jacobs later, though, yeah. yeah. We'll yeah. see. So, but they definitely don't face... I mean, they face the Bengals down the stretch, which is always nice for any team. Uh-huh. They face the Jets, the Titans, and the Jags. I feel like they only lose, like, two, maybe three games down the stretch. And that's one of the Chargers games. I feel like they lose one of those. Yeah. To the Chiefs, and I feel like they lose to Denver in my line. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I like I said, I could see the Raiders making it in. Probably yeah. more than the Colts at this point. To yeah. be honest. They could definitely make it in. Yeah, yeah. Alright. So let's let's switch it up. Let's go back to the NFC. Who are y'all's wild card spots and uh, just outs in the NFC? So I have as my uh, five seed. Seattle. Absolutely. Yeah, everyone agree on that one. <laughs> yeah, they're the best non-division. Yeah, player. and then yeah. my sixth seed is the Vikings. Same. I Same. Think, yeah, I think Kirk oh, Cousins is, is going <laughs> to oh, play well, and they're going to make Oregon. it in. Yeah. 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 These Hawks are just, or, I mean, the Vikings are just too good of a team to miss out on the playoffs. Yeah, they'll make. And I don't believe in the Rams. So. And then well, my, I have my seventh seed. Yeah. Yeah. So then my two next teams out are Dallas. Oh. Just because. Because. Because the Eagles won. Okay. The division. Interesting. Um, and Carolina. Okay. My next two out are the Rams and the Panthers. Yeah. I have I accidentally did three because I'm not good at giving direction. In the I, you literally <laughs> told us to do the next team. Yeah, I know. Out. I had Eagles, Rams, and Panthers. <laughs> but uh, I'll be honest, I'm really disappointed the Panthers can't make it. Yeah, they can't make it. Yeah. The, it's, Christian McCaffrey's been so exciting this yeah. year. It's tough that the NFC is just really good. Yeah, but... Let's here. Let's talk about the Panthers, though. So, this is the midseason review. We're gonna make predictions. What's what's the state of that quarterback room, and how do you think they're gonna proceed? I feel like if Cam Newton gets healthy, you have to start him. Really? I you think... wouldn't sit him just to be safe with him. Well, I no no no. I'd say I you sit him just to be safe, of course. But if he's healthy, I think then you start. Okay, okay. So my my idea about this is if if like we just said, the Panthers have no chance. Of making it into the playoffs. That's what we just said, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then why not just start Kyle on the rest of the year? Rest, again, rest Cam Newton, get him ready for next year. Um, uh-huh. That's what I would say. Is there a situation where, where uh, Will Greer might make an appearance outside of injury? He can play outside of injury, maybe in the last game of the season. Last two, maybe. Yeah. It might be helpful to have him get in. Yeah. Him you know, to get in there, see what you got. Do y'all believe in Kyle Allen as the future of this <laughs> franchise, though? After seeing him throw a pick to Bosa, not really. No, I don't. <laughs> After that 49ers game, that kind of did in the Kyle Allen. Just one game, though? That's a good defense, no, too. Yeah, I think Kyle Allen's playing very well, but I think he's solidifying himself as a great backup in, in the future. I don't think he's Which is I don't fine. Think, yeah. It's I don't fine think he's to be a great backup in the NFL. I don't think he's a starter. He's going to be like. An Alex Smith type, maybe? Yeah. Well, no, Alex Smith was a starter. Mm-hmm. Well, he, so well you don't he's think... a backup. Alex Smith was a backup that started, really. Uh, he won a lot of games. I feel like more like Kyle Allen's won a Kyle lot Allen's of games. Kyle Allen's won a lot of games, but he's not going to be a starting quarterback. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> uh, I'm not. I'm not really sure. I feel like mm, Kyle Allen's more on like 
So like the Nick Fall, Nick Falls yeah, side of things. But Nick Falls, he he's about to be a starter. Yeah, he was a starter. He was supposed to be the biggest, tra- like, great signing of the year. Yeah, I'd, I'm saying I'd take Alex Smith over Nick Foles if they're both healthy. Alex I mean, Smith. yeah, same. Yeah. yeah, but like, okay, but with Kyle Allen, though, like, do you not think he's a starter or, or what? Here, let's start with that. I Is think, he a starter? I think you should just before you can gauge on him, you should just let him play the rest of the year. See what happens. Okay. Then you can make a decision from there. Do you think so? Last last question so you about start the Panthers. For the Dolphins. He could. That's true. Definitely could. Probably start for the Broncos too. That's, y'all, I know y'all would love to take Kyle Allen, but anyways, here last <laughs> question about the. Allen. <laughs> God, my boy. <laughs> hey, last question about the Bron or sorry the Panthers quarterback room. Do you think Cam Newton leaves the Panthers after this season? Is this his last season with the Panthers? It's up to the Panthers, I think. But uh, well, prediction wise, like. Like, I don't think Cam wants to leave, but... It's not up to him, though. If the Panthers could get a couple of first-round picks from a team like Chicago, a team that's literally being held back by their quarterback, <laughs> then he goes. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> yeah. I think next year you'll see you'll still see Cam Newton in a Carolina. Uniform. Really? Yeah. I know you said you wanted... Obviously, I want him in Denver, but I don't think yeah. it's going to happen. Well, you also said he might go to Pittsburgh. He could. Why not? <laughs> That'd be weird. Cam Newton's still probably in Carolina, actually. I think so, too. More yeah. than likely. All right, that's fair. Okay, well, here. So, here's... We all, we all had the Rams missing out. Yeah, yes. the Rams. It's because Jared Goff's bad, right? Uh, there's a lot of things. Yeah, there's that. a lot of things wrong yeah, with I think Todd Gurley's not healthy. I don't, I don't think, think he's ever going to be healthy again. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. that might be it for him. I think he's done. Yeah. Which is sad. That's tough. But he's <laughs> yeah. going to be like an Andrew Luck type of story, like a what-if. Mm-hmm. He still made it to a Super Bowl, but like I just think that Todd Gurley, you know, like everyone's really quick to forget this, but he still has arthritis in his knees. Let's not act like his knees are healthy, and they probably never will be healthy. No, I don't think I don't think Todd Gurley's ever gonna be healthy again. Yeah, which is sad. He's and a really I, fun player to watch. Because he's yeah. if he's healthy, he's the best running back in the league. Yeah. And yeah. I'm throwing that in with knowing Christian McCaffrey's a freak. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like we forget like. That Todd Gurley could run for 200 yards on a pretty off day. Yeah. If he's well, I know, I know he can. It's just like you can't heal arthritis. That's yeah. it. You can't. You're right, especially when you're getting banged in the knees all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, that's <laughs> that's that's it. You know, it's sad to say that, but I think it might be best for him to retire. I mean, you could play it out, but like you're just gonna keep tearing your ACL mm-hmm. or risking tears, and that's not like where do you want to be in a couple years? Like I just think. The Rams, they need, they might need to have to find a running back. I don't think it's time to give up on Jared Goff because you know financially, I don't think they, they also can. they also don't have any other draft picks, so they have to stay with Jared Goff. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. I wasn't the biggest fan of the Jalen Ramsey trade either because they're giving away assets. Yeah, but changing gears, why don't we talk about relevant teams and who's going to make it to the Super Bowl? Okay, Ooh. so we're going to give our our Super Bowl predictions here. Yep, let's hear them. Let's start with Cody. Cody, give me yeah, your Cody. AFC and NFC winners. My AFC champion is the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. And my NFC champion is going to be the New Orleans Saints. Oh. Yeah. Sounds good. My The Saints, I have them as the one seed. And if they play in the Superdome after years of heartbreak, they're not going to lose this year. And now they have instant replay for really bad calls on their side. 
So they're not going to get Ramsed again. I feel like they're just the mo- the well most well coached team in the NFL. And I feel like the Chiefs once they're once again it'd be for me the two one seeds playing. Yeah. I feel like the Chiefs aren't going to lose in Kansas City for a second year in a row in the AFC Championship. A game that they easily feel I feel like they could have beat the Patriots last year. Yeah, they should have beat the Patriots. They should have beat the Patriots last year. So I feel like they're just going to finish their business. Both of those teams are going to take care of what they should have finished last year. Okay. Jesse, how about you tell us who you picked for the Super Bowl? Okay, so let me, I'll first go back and revisit Okay. what I picked at the NFL preview at Green Bay playing the Browns. <laughs> you don't think the Browns are going to make the Super Bowl? <laughs> don't think the Browns are going to no. make the Super Bowl anymore? <laughs> so I'll own that one. That was a bad, a bad prediction. That's all right. We yeah. all were kind of high on the Browns. Yeah. We'll forgive you. But anyway, so yeah. going forward now, I have... Uh, my AFC Championship, the Ravens. Okay. Uh, again, Ravens, Chiefs in the in the championship. Okay. AFC Championship, obviously. Either one of them could easily. Be. Yeah, and I yeah. think the Ravens win it. And then my NFC Championship is the Saints and the Seahawks. Okay. And I think the Saints win it. So my. Ooh. Yep. Yeah, so my. That would be such a good game. Yeah. So oh my. Oh my God. My Super Bowl matchup is the Baltimore Ravens versus the New Orleans Saints. That'd be pretty great. Great um, <laughs> uniform scheme, too. Yeah, yeah, that'd be really fun to watch, yep. actually. Also, all right, we'll get into that later. All right, so for me, I got I picked the Cowboys and Steelers making the Super Bowl. <laughs> it's So theoretically, it could still happen. It'd just be very <laughs> it, unconventional. <laughs> like, I feel like a number of injuries would have to happen. Like I said, I don't believe in Mason Rudolph. I think, I'm going to just say it. I wouldn't be surprised if the Steelers traded for a quarterback like a Cam Newton or sign a Marcus Mariota or if we drafted one because I'm not sure about Mason Rudolph anymore. Famous Jameis could be on the market for you. No, no. he's Especially Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts goes to Tampa Bay. That's true. That'd be nice. But anyways, no, I don't – I'm not going to say that, but I don't want Jameis Winston (laughs) on the Steelers for a lot of reasons. Anyways, so I – This year, who's in your Super Bowl? Yeah. Not your okay. revised. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be honest, Jesse. I had the Ravens and Saints in it. Cool. It was that's, just... That's, yeah. <laughs> it sounded like you were... Yeah. So we're all, we're all keen on the Saints. Yeah. yeah the Saints I like are going to win the NFC. Yeah. I think this might be the year. After years of heartbreak and disappointment, this might be it. And yeah. Their curse from Bounty Gate is finally over. <laughs> I think it's finally over. Probably. Unless we just jinxed it and then they, you know, get screwed up. Yeah. Let's all... Knock on wood. Pray for the Saints, y'all. But I like the Ravens. There's a lot of storylines in that Super Bowl potentially too, like Mark Ingram playing his old team. Yeah, you know, it would be Um, a big time. Lamar, Lamar Jackson going his first Super Bowl as a 22 year old. Because the Saints definitely had an opportunity to draft Lamar as well, and we all thought they were because they traded up and then they did it. Yeah, but you know that's fine. All right, just. Yeah, that's what we got. And I have no problem with the Ravens making the Super Bowl. That's what we got. So when we come back, we're going to do our mid-season awards. Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Coming up next. All right, welcome back. So we're doing our NFL mid-season review of the 2019-2020 season. So we just talked about uh, potential teams making it, making it into the playoffs and Super Bowl. We're now going to talk about end of the year awards. So wait, are we doing end of the year awards or like mid season awards? Like who would win it right now? 
I who thought, right now? Yeah, who, oh, yeah. Slash, who do we yeah. think is going to win? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Okay, great. So prediction slash like based off of the information we have right now. Okay. What if we start with the least controversial and end with MVP? I'm saying uh, like wait. we'll start with comeback and okay. work our way to MVP. Okay. All right. So comeback player of the year, who do y'all have? Dalvin Cook. Same. Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh. Hmm. I oh, forgot okay. about him. <laughs> okay. uh, I have Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, okay. Second would be Dalvin Cook. Yes, obviously Dalvin Cook's having a monster year. I almost had yes. him for my offensive player of the year. So, but Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, just, he, he's, I wouldn't say he's playing great. He's probably not playing the best, but he's winning games, and that's what all you can ask for. But at the same time, it's not. We all know it's not. They're not winning because of Jimmy G. This last game they won because of Jimmy G. I felt. Yeah. But not. I know, well, but I feel the, like at the you could say the same about the Vikings. Yeah. That when they win games, it's because Dalvin Cook's playing well. Okay, at the. Yeah. But, it's not Kirk Cousins. But at the, sure. uh, like at the point of what a quarterback wants to do in the NFL is win football games, and Jimmy Garoppolo is winning football games. They're the only undefeated team left. I could see. I'd like to see how he plays the second half. All right. I think they'll win a lot of games, but like, if he could, you know, pad up his stats, that'd yeah. be good too. But right now, from what I have, Jimmy Garoppolo. Okay. Well, we I have Dalvin like Dalvin Cook. Yeah. Just because. Yeah, he had a bum hamstring last year, and he's on pace to rush for over a thousand yards and have like seventeen touchdowns, oh, which yeah. is nutty. He's been going crazy. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm really happy that he, you know, that he bounced back from that ACL injury and all these injuries as well. Because I, I really liked him coming out of Florida State. I thought he was potentially one of the best in that draft class, and there were a lot of good ones in that draft class as well. So, all right, that's fair. Do we want to go rookies, offensive, and defensive rookie yeah, of the year? Yeah, we'll go rookies. Okay. All right. My Let's go offensive first. All right. I had a very tough time. I had an issue here. Tell us your two candidates. Okay, well, we'll I'm leaning towards my number one being Josh Jacobs. Okay. With Gardner Minshew as a backup, like, second there. I, I voted for Josh Jacobs. I'm going to vote for Josh Jacobs, but I'm saying I okay. had a tough decision between Josh Jacobs and Gardner Minshew. Minshew? Yeah. Okay. I could see that. I could see that. I, have I Josh feel like Jacobs, Jacobs is... He's on a better team with the Raiders by the end of the year as well. Yeah, yeah. well, and again, we talk about Josh Jacobs is the reason that the Ravens are doing as well. Or the, the Raiders. Raiders are doing as well as they are. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, they balance out, you know, the passing game. Because mm-hmm. they used to not have a running game, but I think Josh Jacobs has really picked it up. I'm also biased because he's in my, like, two of my fantasy <laughs> leagues. But well, I, I, I did believe Josh Jacobs so, was an upgrade over Marshawn Lynch. Well, I did say so, that I, I had a tough choice between the two. I tough did, choice. yeah, tough choice between the two. I did have Josh Jacobs first. Okay. All right, so we could agree on Josh Jacobs. Minshew yes. Mania kind of fizzed out a little bit. Yeah. Still doing all right. I mean, They're, for the situation, he, he basically got thrown in there, said, here you go, run the team, and he did pretty well. Yeah. yeah. I still think Josh Jacobs, he has the stats, he has the wins. Yeah. That's I'm, I'm good. Josh Jacobs is good. All right. So, Often, or defensive, defensive rookie of the year. I feel like it's not even close. Yeah. It's Nick Bosa. I have Nick Bosa. Yeah. <laughs> as much as I'd love to hype up Devin Bush, like you can't argue with his stats. No, no, Nick, Nick Bosa is playing out of his mind and he's the reason that the Niners are as good as they are. Nick Bosa is yeah. one of the best not only rookies but defensive player yeah. in this year so far, yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah. I think, so I think he, he's, he's obviously the rookie of the year. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. It's but at the same time, let's not, you know, look over some of these other defensive players, because there are good ones, not just Devin Bush, but like Brian Burns, Josh Allen, they both have yeah. Yeah, they both have seven sacks. Yeah. Which is pretty good midway for a rookie. For both of those. You know, so this was a really good defensive class, I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. 
So, all right. Well, I thought there was going to be more arguments there, <laughs> but I guess there Should wasn't. We go coach of the year next? Yeah, let's go coach of the year. Who do we have? Who do you have? Simon, you start us. Oh, me? I have Sean Payton. I feel like, you know, he did a really good job leading that Saints team once Drew Brees went down. Mm-hmm. They overachieved a lot, I felt. And you know what? What, they only have one loss, don't they? Yep, 7-1. Yeah, that's really impressive right. to me. I have Kyle Shanahan. Ooh, that's a good one. 49ers. I mean, I think that's absolutely a good choice. Yeah. I just have, I have Sean Payton as well. Okay. Because of the Teddy Bridgewater felt like. He played lights out. And Sean Payton changed the whole offense. Yeah. When Bridgewater went in. And they still won games. So against good teams, too. That's true. Yeah. So we can say, basically, two-person race. Well, it also depends upon what happens at the end of the season. Of but Kyle Shanahan and Sean Payton. It's the two best teams in the NFL. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. If yeah. Shanahan continues, if, okay, obviously, if they go 16-0, like, <laughs> Shanahan gets it. Yeah. But, like, if that's... Honestly, in my opinion, the only way I would give it to Shanahan over Payton, though. If they both go 15 and 1, I'd give it to Sean Payton. Yeah, yeah. Because it's. However, Kyle Shanahan did exceed expectations. I projected the Niners to go like 3 and 13 this year. I didn't have that. Yeah, I I didn't have that high either. I think we all messed up there, but I feel like nobody was really seeing it coming anyway, so it's Mm -hmm. it's okay. All right, well, that wasn't super controversial. (laughs) All right, let's go offensive and defensive player of the year. Let's start with offense. Who do y'all have? Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey. Okay, well, that wasn't controversial either. <laughs> yeah, Christian McCaffrey. He low-key could be MVP. But, yeah, he's been playing out of his mind, carrying this Panthers team, to be honest. Yep. Yeah. He's the only reason that they're even in the playoff picture. He's a yep. monster. I wouldn't be... Facts. He could have, like, over 2,000 scrimmage yards this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Another basically, fantasy star for me. If, basically a receiver... Running back that plays everywhere on the field. If exactly. the Panthers make the playoffs, I would be confident enough to say that he'd be an MVP candidate. Me too, actually. Yeah. But yeah. we'll get Cody, remember what we talked about? I played him twice. Yeah, that's <laughs> tough. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, now you could, you could say that. I'm on his highlight film. <laughs> For the wrong reasons. <laughs> high school highlight film. That's okay. A lot of other people are too. NFL players. You're right. Actually. You're right. But, yeah, Christian McCaffrey. So, Defensive Player of the Year. I think we could get a little bit of controversy here. Yeah. Who do we have? Let's stir it up. You go first, Cody. Go. I have Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa? Oh, you need to win a Defensive goal? Rookie and Defensive Player of the Year. Okay. okay. I'm, I'm, obviously that could happen, and I definitely might think it happen. I could see that happen. I could definitely <laughs> see that happening, but for the fun of the podcast, I picked someone else just because I wanted to talk about that. Okay. Okay, who? So, I have Jamie Collins Sr. Safety. Oh, wait. Safety? Yeah. Linebacker? Linebacker, safety. He's basically a hybrid. Okay. Um, um, for the Patriots. He uh, has six sacks. He has he's been three, playing out of his he mind. He has three interceptions. Um, he's leading leading the team in tackles. So, I mean, that's who I have. Did he play against the Ravens? I didn't watch the game. So. I also didn't watch the game. <laughs> he wasn't making any tackles on Gus Edwards or Mark Ingram. That's yeah, but that's who I have. He has been playing very well. Jamie Collins, I feel like, is a huge... He, he's the best defensive player on, statistically, the best defense in the league. But, like, you know. Yeah. Well, statistically, those are pretty good stats as well. Yeah. Like, it's hard to argue with that. I I didn't do as much research in it because I didn't really want to. <laughs> okay. Because um, yeah. I'm, I'm taking in, you know, team success as well. I have Nick Bosa as well. It's hard to deny it. He's been a force. Okay. Okay. How about not Nick Bosa? Who else you got? Not Nick Bosa, who do I got? I have yeah. no idea. I think another candidate could be Danelle Hunter. 
If I had to choose, that's tough. If I had to choose someone else, I'd say Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. I know Donald, not Donald. <laughs> Donald. Yeah. Donald? I know it's a boring pick, but he's still just as dominant. He's beating triple teams. I've seen plays where the guard, the center, and the guard block him, and he still makes the play. <laughs> That's Aaron. He's going to do that. Yeah, I know. I know it's not a flashy point. pick, but he still he could still beat out Nick Bosa for the award. Yeah, like, I did true. ask him beside Nick Bosa, so thank you. Okay. He's a freak. If Aaron, I know it's boring because he's won it two years in a row. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. But he's still the best defensive player in the league. No, Just yeah, maybe not this down. year. No doubt. Uh, if I have to pick somebody, this is just off the top of my head, I'd probably go Marlon Humphrey, actually. I, th- I feel like he's made a lot of big-time plays yeah, when he's been. That's a really good pick. Yeah. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people haven't really been like looking at him because he may or may... Like, he has good stats, but like they're not like, like, you know, amazing. But if you watch his game film, he makes plays when you need them to. You know, mm-hmm. like he's, he's a playmaker, whether it's a fumble on Juju or... You know, really clutch picks or just great coverage. Like he, he makes plays. So I'm, I would put Marlon Humphrey there. Okay, agree. I feel okay. like Stephon Gilmore is also a good pick. Let me throw one other place. name in there. That's true. Let me throw one other name in there. Okay. Um, statistically, I know team success is not as good. So obviously Nick Bosa. What about his brother Joey? Joey's having a monster year as well. You well, know, the Chargers have like two wins, two. I know. That's what I'm saying. That's what minus the team success. Oh. He's still having a monster year. Yeah. I would acknowledge he's I having a monster. I wouldn't choose Joey Bosa over like, like even like Jamie Collins, Shaq, you know. Yeah, Shaquille Barrett. Just, has just a, gotta shout out to the Bosa brothers, bro. Yeah, shout out to the shout out to family dynasties in football. Yeah. I wish I have those jeans. <laughs> I wish I had Manning jeans. I'd probably rather not have defensive line. Jeans. I would much rather have. I'd be awesome to have Bosa jeans. But, like, I want to get paid more. I feel... Okay, you know what? This is going to be a topic for another discussion in the future. That's which which quarterback... Or not quarterback. Sorry, NFL jeans would you want? Okay. Anyways, because that could be a good I have, one. I can tell you right now. Christian McCaffrey. Wait, MVP? No, I'm talking about McCaffrey. Oh, 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 McCaffrey oh, jeans. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, the McCaffrey jeans. No, MVP jeans. is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson. Whoa. Oh, Wait a second. Hold Lamar on. Jackson? Yeah, it is Lamar Jackson. No, no it's not. Because Lamar beat Russell, and then he beat Tom. So It doesn't matter. Russell Wilson. Russell is- Wilson's team is way worse than Lamar Jackson's team. You're right. And if you're... Yeah. Chris, are you going to compare Chris Carson to Mark Ingram? Are you going to compare no. the Seahawks defense to the Ravens? The Seahawks I, okay, just let the on, Buccaneers on. put up 34 points. And you know who drove down the field for a and game-winning touchdown in overtime? It was Jameis. Or wait, hold up. Russell, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Sorry, Russell Wilson. That's what I meant. <laughs> I was thinking Bucks. But here, the Seahawks defense isn't bad, though. They're not. They're not the Ravens. Not think, the Ravens defense. Uh, I don't know. That I front seven for the Seahawks defense, I'd rather take over the Ravens. I personally seven. think for sure. that the Seahawks team is the third best team in the NFL. You know okay. that Russell Wilson is because of Russell one pick, Just right? because of Russell Wilson. He has 22, 22, 22 to touchdown one. and one interception. He does, yeah. And he can run, too. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so can Lamar. No, I know Lamar. That's what I'm saying is that they could, like, there's nothing Lamar's doing that Russell Wilson can't. Yes, he has the stats. That's that's good, but like we're we're talking about winning games. I I have if you go back and listen. How to many this, losses have, do the Ravens have? I have the Seahawks yeah. playing in the NFC see. Championship. The only reason we're not talking about the Seahawks the way that the we're talking about the Ravens is because the Seahawks play in the same division as the Niners. You're right. Yeah. Also, if the Seahawks, also, like, we'll say this: 
Russell Wilson isn't as flashy as Lamar Jackson. That's right. He goes about his business. Russell Wilson gets it done and wins games. Russell Wilson's the highest paid quarterback in the league, and he's playing like the best quarterback. Yeah, in the good league. for him. He's having a great season. Honestly, probably a week ago, I would have said Russell Wilson. But I'm looking at wins right now. They're going to have the same amount of wins at the end of the season. Okay, except for maybe but a Super we're looking Bowl. at quality wins as well. Quality wins? Yeah. You got to give it to Russell Wilson. He's playing in the NFC. He's well, way what, better what, than Lamar Jackson. What good team has Russell Wilson beat? The Rams. The Rams? Defense. They don't have, they're not even making the playoffs. Who have the Ravens beat? Team. Okay, the Patriots. The Seahawks and the Patriots. Okay. I'd say the Seahawks aren't as good of a team as the Ravens are. I think, I'm also going to say, I think okay. again, I think if Seattle played Baltimore again, I think Seattle would win. I mean, yeah, but like, see, that the thing is that didn't happen. The Seahawks should have won in Seattle. They didn't. The Ravens beat them. And then the Ravens, I mean, obviously it was in Baltimore, but they beat the Patriots, who were, you know, let's be honest, like, they they played against bad teams, but they were, you know, considered statistically the best defense. I still don't think the Patriots, again, we talk about this. I don't think the, yeah, I yeah, think the, yeah. Patriots, are pretend, the Patriots are pretenders. But, but at the same time, they were 8-0 before this game. Yeah. It's hard. It's like, I'm just be honest. Like, it's hard to argue against it. Like, nothing against Russell Wilson. He's a great player. He's been balling out. He's putting up those numbers. It's great. But at the same time, you know, Lamar, you look at his receivers. Could you name a receiver on that team that's better than a DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett or even a Josh Gordon now? Uh, I would say, I could. Marquise Marquise Brown is. I would say Marquise Brown is, is equal to Tyler Lockett. Plus, really? the, yeah. the, Ravens have, the Ravens have Mark Andrews. Yeah. I mean, and, like, nothing against Mark Andrews, but like... It is very nice to have that safety blanket as a tight end. And you're yeah. talking about receivers, which is important, but the Ravens can also consistently run the ball without worrying about their running back dropping the ball. Chris Carson, Chris Carson is trash. Yeah, but like, see, at the same time, though, like those Ravens receivers aren't as good as, as people think. Like Marquise Brown, and then that's it. You have maybe Mark Andrews, Nick Boyle, depending on who. Mm-hmm. And on I will say, well, Willie Sneed isn't that great. He he catches the ball. He throws it to him. I mean, yeah, that's all. He's a second or third string NFL receiver, realistically. Not not yeah. a number one guy. Exactly, but he's playing number two there. Uh, yeah, so. and plus Marquise Brown hasn't played a lot. Like he's played, you know, obviously a handful of games, but he's been injured more than people think. Didn't play against the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So Russell think, Wilson has thrown one pick all year. I think it comes down That's to the fact fair. that yeah. the reason I picked Russell Wilson over Lamar Jackson is Russell Wilson is doing it, yes, on a team that isn't as good. He doesn't have the supporting cast around him. It is basically him. Yeah. Winning well, games. If you he took has away, receiver, I like his receivers a lot. If you took away Russell Wilson out of the Seahawks, they have, they're 2-7. and seven, maybe. Yeah. If you took Lamar Jackson away from the Ravens, they're probably 4-4. Four and four. I don't think they're four and four. I don't think they're in the playoff race at all if you take out Lamar uh, for the Ravens. I don't think so. What it, RG three could beat yeah. the Ravens? I think RG3, or sorry, the Patriots and I Seahawks. Think, well, I don't think he beats the Patriots. The Those are the two losses. Lamar, Just, Lamar Jackson obviously high. played good against the Patriots, but again, look at the running stat. Mark Ingram went off. Yeah, he did. And look at the defense. The Ravens scored. One of those touchdowns. The Ravens defense scored one of those touchdowns. They did. So really, it's thirty to twenty. But still, rate. at the same time, your quarterback got to play well because you know if they're keying in on the run, then they're keying in on the run. Lamar made some good throws. You know, he made some plays on his own as well. He's been making plays. You know, it, like I said, it's nothing against Russell Wilson, but you think Russell Wilson's line is better than Lamar Jackson's? 
No. Exactly. Yeah. But I at rest, the same time, case. but at the same time, you gotta, you gotta, you know, take take the context. You know, you gotta take that in into uh, effect right here as well. Because Russell Wilson, he's a Super Bowl winner. Mm-hmm. You know, he's played like an MVP for a really long time. And Lamar, this is his second year. I think it's time to give him credit. You know that he's been playing well, and it's no disrespect to either of them. I just give Lamar the, you know, the edge because he's beat two really good teams. I think I going down the stretch, I think Russell Wilson will beat the caliber of teams that Lamar Jackson. Did. Okay. Well, if he does, he does. And we'll if Lamar see. does, he does. Because I could see Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was my second choice. Mm-hmm. But you know, I Lamar I like Jackson's the, my second choice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I just you know I like I like the type of wins Lamar has had. You know, I think both teams would be worse off with both of these quarterbacks. I don't think either of them either of them make the playoffs. I definitely don't think the Ravens would. I think the Steelers would be the front runner front runners if like say a Joe Flacco was there instead of Lamar. We don't even talk about Joe Flacco, he's bad. Yeah, well his neck's broke, so there's that. We don't want to talk about it. Alright, anyways, that is it for this podcast. It was all football, but next week we'll I mean, I'm not going to make any guarantees, but we're going to talk about more having, we're going to have more rants of the week, rants of the week and whatnot Mm -hmm. coming up soon. So stay tuned.